Hey, I'm Ashley Argoda. I play Cassie and I Hate New Year's, and this is Below the Belt Show. Hey, y'all. This is Kristen Baker, the director of I Hate New Year's, and this is the Below the Belt Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Dia Frampton. I play Lane in I Hate New Year's, and this is the Below the Belt Show. And we're also celebrating episode 700 of our podcast. 700? Yeah. 700 episodes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. guys wow it's another epic episode of below the belt show it's not just any episode guys with a one week hiatus we had to bring to you an amazing from top to top bottom. bottom that's right from top to bottom with an incredible panel that we'll be presenting tonight guys i'm sure you guys miss us hope everybody had a great thanksgiving with their families but uh, once again, I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most. Here for your weekly pleasure, guys. This is episode 700 of BTB, Below Ooh. the Belt Show, guys. An unprecedented milestone, guys. Um, I did not think I'd be doing 700 episodes of a podcast, but here we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we had this. Uh, here we are. Some of the brightest and best on the panel. So let's go ahead and introduce everybody. That's right. The one and only. He's been there since day one, practically. He is the one and the only. The king of the 80s. A demotivational speaker. The one and the only. Chachi McFly. What's going on? Now, this is 700 since um, WNBC started. That's you know. correct. So we so had more than 700. Yeah, well, how many did we have at the old studio? Probably like 100. Um, I don't know. I haven't counted. I don't think we took track of those. Yeah, we didn't uh, really keep track of it. It probably was around like 100, maybe. Or like, right. Cause we were there for, what, a couple of years? Yes, yes, we were there yeah, for a couple so of years. Probably yeah. around another 100, but, <laughs> but this is BTB 2.0, and uh, when that started, and, probably up to... Three, this is actually technically 3.0. Yeah, 3.0 so now, or 8.0, like we've been doing this for so long. We got we got more releases than um, the iOS. Wow. <laughs> than, than the iPhone. So absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel, guys. Starting with guys, he is the lovable, the huggable former member of the U.S. Marine Corps, ladies and gentlemen, the Captain Big Nick. 
Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your cat speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB for the 700th time, perhaps 800. Uh, <laughs> please stay in your seats with your seatbelts fastened while the seatbelt sign is turned on, and uh, you're not free to roam about the cabin. Or no, no, you're not, because your seatbelt sign is on. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this, this plane's gonna crash tonight it's gonna crash anyway yeah. all right guys let's go ahead and introduce she's affectionately known as your grace and pretty much stole all of daenerys's uh taglines and <laughs> also known as the one and only miss lst guys the one and the only hey, morgan fabulous Hello, hello. So good to be here. 700, y'all. Oh, Cheers. 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 And has our, has our other panelist I, resolved her I see Yeah, Sabrina's she, there. I can see her. I think I see her. I just we can't hear see her. her, but we can't hear her. Hold on. Sabrina, say something. That always resolves. Sabrina's been on this show since the beginning. She yeah. should at least be able to like work this stuff by now. Come on, Sabrina. <laughs> Usual places, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we'll have to do the best we can, guys. Let's go. Someone like a get her a little whiteboard with a dry erase marker. She can hold up the sign. She's yeah, always you know. somewhere. It's been a <laughs> few months for me, guys. Cut me some slack. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce Who's that girl guys. from The Walking Dead who writes everything out, the deaf girl? She oh, can do that. Uh, yeah, um, oh gosh, Con Connie? Oh, Connie? 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 Yeah. Played by Lauren Ridloff, yes. Oh. But let's go ahead and introduce guys. She is one of the originals from B2B 2.0. She's been uh, with us for the majority, I'd say a ton of our 700 episode celebration. Many episodes of this. <laughs> guys, she is the one and the only... Sweet chocolate <laughs> herself, Miss STS, Sabrina <laughs> Taylor Smith. <laughs> Hello, BTB fans. <laughs> Hi. Sabrina, can you believe it's been 700 episodes? No, I can't. I can't believe you guys and your ratchetness has lasted for 700 episodes. <laughs> but I'm it's pretty shocking. I, I yeah I um I dare any other podcasts to have similar numbers uh, to the Joe, BTB boys that's for Joe, sure and Joe Rogan probably maybe Joe Rogan maybe no, he hasn't <laughs> been around longer than us I don't yeah, know he might he might do his podcast um daily that's he does it daily yeah you can't count yeah. that I mean <laughs> oh, that you've been doing it seven hundred weeks you've been doing this yeah you only do one a week there you right. go right. <laughs> Uh, we got an incredible show from top to bottom. We're going to talk about everything in the world of entertainment. We've got Star Wars, Mandalorian talk. Um, just to announce our special celebrity guests, we have two amazing actresses, one amazing artist that I've followed for years. She was the runner-up on NBC's The Voice. Um, she's in a band called Meg and Dee with her sister Meg. She's moved from singing, songwriting, and has now... Uh, done a lot of acting, which I'm pretty impressed to see, guys. Guys, Dia Frampton, guys, is joining us. I'm so excited. Uh, if you haven't heard any of uh, Dia Frampton's music, it's amazing. Her and her sister are just incredible artists. I'm really looking forward to having Dia. Her co-star in the movie is uh, Ashley Argoda. She's been on Broadway on The Lion King. 
Um, I think when she was 11 years old, she played young Nala. She's been on The Fosters and many other TV shows. Um, and we had the director, Kristen Baker, um, and um, they're promoting a film called I Hate New Year's. And it's interesting, the title with the whole pandemic, we might not be really loving New Year's celebration this year. So. I always have a hard time on New Year's. Oh, I hate New Year's. It's never, <laughs> it never works out the way I think I'm go- it's going to. So. New Year's is my favorite. There's no That's obligation. True. Oh, no, it's the worst. I'm not going to fly to some bullshit to see my family. I can just stay home and get drunk. Oh, there you go. You can stay home and get that- drunk every night of the week anyways. Why do you need like a special right. holiday for that? It's an special occasion, so I can drink twice as much. It's a whole countdown to midnight. Like, who cares about midnight? Like, you see midnight every night as it is. I mean, it's chances just... are this year I'm probably going to go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Knowing, knowing how I am. I mean, I mean last year, me and um, Mr. Soto over there That's went right. to the city of Maryland, and, and I was like, you know what, Al, this year's going to suck. You know, we're all going to be wearing masks all year. and like You predicted everything's, this. Everything's going to be shut are. down. You're the prognosticator of this, weren't you? Yeah, you thought I was crazy. Thank God. <laughs> I, I knew this shit was going to last longer than just a few months. You know what? Initially, we thought a I did. It's two weeks initially, right? They're like, oh, it'll be like we two thought, weeks. I think it'll be about a month. Yeah. Um, based on how the but swine. Have you guys seen any zombie? You guys watch The Walking Dead and well, all no. zombie movies. It only takes a couple of weeks before everyone's infected and people can't right. go outside. It's like. I, I watched The Walking Dead. I get it. However. The last major yes, yeah, a virus, which was the swine flu, I believe, um, that didn't, mm-hmm. thank God, did not affect us as bad as COVID-19, you know? I was talking about zombie viruses, not the flu. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, we have so much to talk about here on BTV. Um, I hope all of us get to celebrate New Year's in a safe and fun way somehow, whether it's at a home or it's Same. at some party. But again, please be careful with the partying. It's not safe, guys. Uh, sometimes it's not safe depending on how many people are at Let's said party. But nonetheless, I'm still really shocked that I'm the one that hasn't gotten infected on this show. I haven't Just either. Like, I'm always sick or injured. Me either. Or whatever. That's a very good point, like, Sabby. I haven't gotten the COVID yet. Like, knock on wood. Find some wood, Savvy. <laughs> yeah, Savvy will catch Ebola, but she won't catch the COVID. What? Right. <laughs> she won't get the wrong. She'll, she'll catch the disease that Sergio Marmont got, the gray stare. But, but, yeah, but that, actually, that actually keeps the COVID from going through the skin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. There the you go. Grayscale actually saved you, Savvy. Yeah. I'm basically a superhuman, you guys. Like, I'm a mutant. Like, I can heal myself. <laughs> I make extra skin. Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't get the COVID because I'm like, I can heal myself with my. Oh, my God. I got so much skin, I'm giving it away for breakfast. Oh, Lord. No, thank God. I don't need. I don't love those cornflakes. I don't want any additional skin flakes in my cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's talk about everything in the world of entertainment. And I haven't dropped in a while, but here's the Hollywood news theme. It is time for the Hollywood report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. All right, guys. Wow. Um, that. The- Just think about it. Just think about 
over here, BP, Al Soto, Celebrity Soto has done 700 shows, you know, since 2.0. That's a lot of shows. That's, that's, booking, that's booking guests. You know, that's doing research for the news. That is like editing that's the show. Lot. That's a lot of work. I mean, this is a small team that we have here for BTB. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty impressive. So definitely um, congrats to Celebrity Soda over there. A lot of Lord, shit. Lord Albert, Lord Albert of House Soda. It's a labor of love, guys. It is a labor of love. I mean, that's at least spoken to 700 guests, you know, probably 1,400 guests, more yeah. like it. Sometimes we have two. Definitely over 1,000. There has definitely to definitely a thousand. be over 1,000. <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, guys. It's been a lot of fun, guys. I wouldn't take anything back, guys. Let's do 700 more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, guys. Well, yes. let's, let's talk about the um, the box office because your grace and myself, we actually added a couple bucks to the, the, uh, the box office. Oh, yeah. Um, you saw the number two movie, Freaky, which that was, was good, wasn't it? it was so good. I loved it. It was Freaky. good. It was, you know, I mean, I, um, Morgan, you don't typically like horror, right? No. And I definitely was like this with the popcorn bag a few times. <laughs> yeah. The, but the, uh, but it was funny. The it was funny. And it was teacher. Uh, yeah, I that, couldn't watch that part. That was the worst. <laughs> I still think about that scene to this day. It's really. But you know, I thought it was. I thought it was a cool take on the Freaky Friday premise. I mean, we've seen this, you know, done before. The hot chick of Rob Snyder's done it, where two people switch bodies, you know. But this was t- a hard take on it, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yes, but this movie uh, was number one. But the number one movie now is The Crude's New Age. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's the I number. Forgot they made a movie. sequel to that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even heard of that movie. Well, the original. I, um, it's a DreamWorks animated uh, film. Yeah. 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 yeah the original Features. title for um, the original title for Freaky was actually Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, huh. but they ran into um, trouble with their oh. lawyers, and they couldn't. Yeah. Like, they had to they reduce get the it. title. The one that that's good. Yeah. It was Morgan all afraid during the movie, like grabbing onto you and stuff, and like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we had our masks on and we were separate. We were oh, socially yeah, separate. distant. I mean, we didn't sit right next to each other. Really? We had, like, a, no. We for you. you guys weren't allowed to like sit in your own like groups. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, we did, but we know, still I'm, kept like a seat in between. I don't us. Care. Still recovering, uh, so we just. Oh. Kind of, uh, Morgan. Um, you know, pandemic or not, if we go to the movies, you're sitting on my lap during the movie. We're not skipping, okay. we're not skipping That's seats. My sentiments exactly. Right, exactly. Fine, Chachi, uh, fine. <laughs> hey. Anyway, Al, uh, you were sick. You were recovering. <laughs> uh, the number three, anyway. Chachi's 110%. The uh, number three movie, uh, <laughs> The War with Grandpa. That's still wild. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Man, this is such a loud. strange. This is such a strange year oh, for yeah. movie theaters, man. It really is. Like, like, how long has that movie been in theaters now? It has been finally coming to uh, video on demand and DVD. So is that still in the top ten? No, no, I don't believe it is anymore. Okay. No. Okay. Number uh, number. I haven't seen any of those. Four is Let Him Go with Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. And the fifth uh, film is another horror movie called Come Play. So those are the uh, 
the box office numbers on um, guys. Was good. I saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a um, it was a horror movie, and like the kid could see this like monster like through his cell phone, almost kind of oh, like wow. a Snapchat thing, and like you, you could see the monster through there from like another dimension. I enjoyed that it's a creative idea, but yes, it's yeah, something different, so you know. Lame, like yeah, it's something different. It sounds so lame, but you gotta I see it. that it's different. Good, thank but you. But you know what? There's so much. There's barely anything out at the theater right now, so like. Mm-hmm. Even if stuff not done well in normal year, I'm just happy that something's coming out. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So um, they're in production for Fantastic Beast Three, as you know, Chachi. We interviewed Dan Flogler, awesome. but they are replacing Johnny Depp. Now this is official, guys. Yeah. With Mads Mikkelsen, he's going to play Gellert Grindelwald. Um, as you know, Depp was asked to leave the franchise. Um, by what? Warner Brothers due to uh, his libel case with Amber Heard in the UK. Oh, um, apparently they had enough evidence um, that the UK paper, the Sun UK, um, claimed that you know he was a wife beater and they had enough evidence to prove that it wasn't not libel and um, Johnny Depp, um, because of that um, you know, verdict, had to bow, bow out of the show. That's basically it's it. kind of messed up because he he well, sued them. He, he got he the last laugh. He got the last laugh, Nick? How so? Yeah, because he filmed one scene for the movie, and because of that, the studio was obligated to pay him uh, a, an eight-figure salary. So he, he got at made, least... He still ten, made his salary? He made at salary? least... Ten, uh, he, no, he made at least ten million dollars. They didn't give an exact number, but Holy we know smokes. that it's at least what? So, yeah, he filmed one scene for one day, or he, I think he just filmed for one day. I, I think it was even model. like even just yeah, one day. I love to be a man in the industry and just like do whatever the fuck I want. Like, oh, I don't like you, woman. I'll just beat you and still make my career like work for yeah. me. Amber Heard is on is on audio admitting to beating him. Right. And she has not been fired from yeah. Aquaman. Too. Yeah. Even yeah. though That's even though saying. there's a, I'm saying. There's a petition out like with a you know, one and a half yeah, million people you're to right. fire her and the city won't do it. Meanwhile, Johnny yeah. Depp, who you know, there's still no um concrete evidence that he did beat her. He just lost the libel case because there wasn't enough evidence that they were lying. He didn't, right? So, yeah, like, um, at the same time, let's flat, let's let's rewind back to Chris Brown, okay? Does anybody bring up all that shit with Rihanna right now? No, he's like my new album, blah blah. I got gold <laughs> teeth now, like right. so cool. No, I no, haven't listened to Chris Brown in years. Beat the shit out of Rihanna and kicked her out of your moving vehicle. No, we're like, oh, did he go you to jail for that? Yeah. And that's literally how it is, like, and has been for the last billions of years with men in the industry. And that's fine. I'm just going to complain about it. Okay. Okay. I hate hate men anyway, so. We're on the same page, man. Let's see. So um, they're going to do another Van Helsing movie with Overlord. Yeah, you excited about this guy? No. Overlord director Julius Avery will direct. 
James Wan will produce. And as you know, there was the 2004 movie with Hugh Jackman, which 2004, was 16 yeah, years ago. Just you know poorly received. There you guys. Fucking nobody. My who cares rant. Even more bizarre, guys, is another uh, another reboot or uh, is the Toxic Avenger movie. And <laughs> Peter <laughs> Dinklage, Tyrion Lannister himself. From from Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. will be starring in this, guys. Wow, this is crazy. Make it clear. That's gonna be awesome. You think it's gonna be awesome? This one, you know, you can't go wrong with Dinklage. He very he rarely yeah. makes a bad he's, movie. Cor- I and, agree. And, and, he's and a stellar second, actor. But here's the difference um, between Van Helsing, which was only which came out 16 years ago, and the original Toxic Avenger, which came out when Chachi, you you probably know it was in the I 80s. Oh no, yeah, it was something in the 80s, like definitely in the 80s. Well, 1984, the original uh, Toxic Avenger. 84. That was 36 right. years ago. Um, right. That is an acceptable time frame to remake a franchise, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, enough time is. Um, but it's also dangerous, so. I, that kid can do no wrong. I'm excited. That's a good well, how's point. He gonna, how's yeah, he going to hold the mop awesome. then? That's it'll my question. A, it'll be a short mop. A short mop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be, definitely be worth checking yeah. out. That was, an, that was an eye roll. My bad. That was pretty bad. <laughs> you know, um, of one of me and um, my one of the favorite actresses of myself and Big Nick is Aubrey Plaza. Yep. Uh, happiest uh, season. She's in the happiest season. It's a rom-com you can see now. But she's going to be in a new film with Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie. Um, well, Guy Ritchie directing. That's uh, a thriller. Um, they they originally titled it Five Eyes, but supposedly it's now back to Untitled. Maybe they didn't like the Five Eyes uh, uh, title. Um, but yeah, no, anything that... Uh, I mean, it, it sounds something different than what... Um, Aubrey usually does, and, and you know she usually doesn't yeah, do the action. Guy, Guy Ritchie, that's a that's a kind of different take. Now, are we talking about Guy Ritchie like um, what was it that just that came out a long time ago that he did? Snatched. Snatch is snatched. a snatch jump like Guy Ritchie, or is this King Arthur Guy Ritchie? It's a good there's point. A, there's a big difference. Well, Statham will portray an agent recruited by a global intelligence alliance called Five Eyes to track oh. down and stop. Uh, the sale of a deadly new weapons. Uh, oh, okay, so this yeah. is King Arthur Dead Ritchie then. Yeah, that that's, that more sounds like that. Yeah. Like, did you did you watch the gentleman? With I have not. Ed no, was it pretty good? Was that's good? that's Snatch Guy Ritchie, and it wasn't that, okay. It wasn't that bad. Okay. But nonetheless, yeah, it happened, a, a happened to love. like that. You know. Oh, my girl's in it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Chachi, you were saying? I said I happen to love Snatch. You happen to love Snatch? Yeah. yeah. Not bad. We all love a little snatch here. It's really really good movie. We do. Newest actor joining uh, Brad Pitt's uh, bullet train (laughs) is Japanese actor Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, He'll be joining. you practice that before you I know, had, right? I just wanted to know. I, I know, right? Open the wheel. <laughs> yeah, well, this is Zazzy Beats, Chachi. DJ Zazzy Beats. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Shannon, Mas Oka, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, among many others. My girl, Margot Robbie, in early talks to replace Emma Stone in the Damien Chazelle period drama Babylon. Um, uh, Emma actually left the film. 
um, due to scheduling issues. She, I guess she couldn't do the sequel. Um, well, that doesn't make sense. They haven't really shot the sequel. Well, we just know that Emma exited the film, which would have reunited her with Chazelle after working together on La La Land. Um, but uh, they didn't uh, disclose as to why. Why she left? So I don't know. Definitely I know one good. person who's not complaining about it, and we'll just call him Schmal Soto. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows I love some Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Yeah, you do. So Chachi <laughs> might be happy. They're going to be doing a biopic of the band Hearts. Oh, seventy. Oh, yeah, cool. there you go. There you go. That sounds awesome. I will definitely check that out. An eighties pop rock group. Um, Ann Wilson was talking about it on a Sirius XM show, Volume West, and there is a script um, that's already. So um, that would be cool. Uh, actually, Ann Wilson hinted that Anne Hathaway was among the names floated to play her in the film. Oh, bummer. So, Sabrina, you experienced you experienced this event with me. The Sundance Film Festival is doing something a little different. A little oh, different. Oh no! For 2021. Yeah, I'm um, curious as to how they're gonna do so, Sundance this year. All right, you ready? So they're gonna do. Let's see, virtual. Well, digitally, oh, yes. What are they gonna do? However, in addition to virtual, they're gonna have in different cities. Drive-in screenings, independent art houses, and a network of local community partnerships. So that sounds awesome. Sundance, so normal people can actually see the videos and the movies that are going yes. on at Sundance. That is correct, Sadie. Yes. Outside of his normal people. I'll be a celebrity for a weekend. <laughs> there you go. Watch the right. The movies for next year. I mean, Sabi, there won't be the. 5 a.m. after parties that you love going to. Oh. I mean, dance <laughs> on a table or two, but I guess I can put it aside and dance on my but, own living room table. I mean, if there's going to be a cool, um, you know, screening in New York or Los Angeles with celebrity presence, that'd be cool. But the fact that it probably will not take, you know, they'll probably have stuff at Park City itself. But it's going to be in a multiple cities, so it's not well, going to be just for, like the after parties for that. Do we all just like tune in virtually and get drunk at our own houses? <laughs> yeah. That could be one method, Savvy. I, I'm virtual. just wondering, how do we do that? I know. That? I'm game to find out. We could find out. The Slam Dance Festival is actually going all virtual for its 27th edition. What the hell so is that? Slamdance is the smaller festival that runs in, in conjunction with Sundance the same week. They showcase more art house type films, um, lower budget independent films, that kind of thing. Oh, what the hell is Sundance then? I thought that was a Sundance. Sundance is high budget independent films yeah, for major celebrities. But they're independent films still, right? They're not they're not attached to a studio yet. Right, right. But they have A list actors in them. Okay. Yeah, they have a lot more A-list actors and celebrities. Mm. Remember that random guy that bumped into me when I was wearing high heels? And I was like, yeah, who just pushed me? And you were like, that was James Franco. And then I was really like, <laughs> <laughs> And James Franco was probably like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, I was really sad because at first it was just all salty. I was wearing high heels and the sidewalk was icy, okay? It's Utah. Yeah, I don't know why anyone decided to have a film festival in the dead winter in Utah, but whatever, fine, that was happening. We're <laughs> still like trying to look cute in our high heels and some Miranda just pushed me on the sidewalk and I was like, yo, I'm trying to look cute, not like Stumble McGee. And then it turned out it was James Franco. Stumble so McGee. Well, he's James Franco. If he wants to push you and bang into you, he can. I mean, and yeah, actually, that's what I'm saying, is that if he uh, wants Of course, to Sabrina, <laughs> of course. I got some news on the Oscars. So the Oscars are promising that an in-person telecast will happen. They're not going to go the virtual route. They're going to promise that. That they, yeah, they said that they scoped out um, the theater. Um they said, um, oh, wow, hold on. Dude, we have another um, guest co-host, the one and the only guys, fashionista himself. He is Oleg the Gay Russian. What's up, Oleg? Hey, hey, hey Sabrina, how are you? Yes, hey. hey, Morgan. How are Hi, you? how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, Good. Oleg, this is episode seven hundred for, for the reunion. Yes. Yes. Seven hundred. Seven hundred o- episodes. Oleg, you've been a part of uh, some of the, our seven hundred episodes over the course I of. I, I thought I was in the first one. <laughs> I don't think you were in the first one, though. No. <laughs> but you, you certainly. Mean, you made me so special. We <laughs> were only like fifteen when we first started. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Your club behind you. Yeah. Yes, the 700 Club for 700 episodes. God, you know that there's another meaning to it, right? The 700 Club. Go on. I can't, I'm ready. Go ahead. This evangelical show. like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. They know that. The 700 okay. Club. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, the, guy, yeah, so the guy's a, a nut. <laughs> yeah. But yes, back to the Oscars. So Oleg, we were talking about the Oscars and that they're promising it will not be virtual. They're promising it will be uh, in person, that they've scoped out the Dolby Theater. They're going to figure out how to space people out. Um, they, I mean, they obviously have to have, you know, there's only 3,000 seats in the Dolby Theater, so they might probably have to limit um, it to nominees maybe. Well, you know but, what? They're, they're going to be the ones getting the vaccines first. So, I mean, I wouldn't. Why, why don't they might as well fill it with everyone because they're all going to be tested? You know, that's a good point. You know, they were trying to figure mm-hmm. out who gets the vaccine first. I rich. think it will be frontline workers, but I think the rich. The no, rich. Yeah. Rich. <laughs> rich. Yeah, I'm sure they'll call dibs. Frontline workers, like no? people are like, oh, who cares about seizing my servant? Just give me an injection and make me. I don't know, man. I've got. <laughs> Hamptons this weekend. <laughs> I'm just gonna suck down these stem cells real quick and just oh, get back wow. to the Oscars. Oh, you know, wow. you're all vaccinated. You're gonna worry <laughs> about like waitresses and like actor, like struggling people, like clean. Well, like, is... I'm not gonna worry about them. They're gonna be like, no, I need it fast. Hey, there's a lot of that. Like Anthony Hopkins, Sophia Loren, Meryl Streep. They're all 70 plus, you know. Um, there's a lot of older actors that could be attending this Oscar, so you know. Um, That's true. Yeah. So I think really, if they have the vaccine, would be the only way they could do it. 
I don't know. Well, they they probably already have it. I mean, it's supposed to come in like now, like in December, like early December. So, right. you know, yep. I, I think it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it not being virtual. Okay. Uh, Chachi, you might be excited that the Goonies cast is reuniting again for a good cause. Oh, yep. Josh, cool. Yeah, Josh Brolin, Sean Astin, Martha Plimpton, Corey Feldman, Carrie Gre- uh, Green, Jonathan Kekwan, uh Jeff Cohen, Joe Pantoliano, and Robert Davi. They'll be participating in a live script reading um, to benefit the organization No Kid Hungry. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. When's that going to be? Uh, cool. Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Where's that going to be at? LA? Um, I'm not sure. Well, it's uh, the event is available to stream for free with donations encouraged. Um, but, um, yeah, as you know, they had a, another virtual reunion back in April. So. Right. Um, as far as the taping, I, I'm guessing it would be Los Angeles. They didn't uh, allude to where, but um, again, it, it's a virtu- it's virtual event, so um, and it goes to a good cause. All right, cue the Star Wars music. Let's talk everything Star Wars. So we usually reserve our rest in peace shoutouts at the end of the show, but we couldn't talk stars without bringing up oh, yeah. an iconic actor that played the iconic villain, the iconic antagonist in the star wars films guys david prouse british bodybuilder turned actor best known for embodying darth vader in the original star wars trilogy died at the age of 85 um certainly very sad he had undergone uh, undergone treatment for prostate cancer two years ago Mm. um and uh i guess he had declining health um just some heartfelt um statements mark hamill said he was a kind man and much more than darth vader he loved his fans wow. as much as they loved him uh george lucas um first noticed uh, david prouse playing a bodyguard in 1971's a clockwork orange which i thought yeah. that was interesting i was gonna say that that was more interesting mm-hmm. for him sure yeah. body George said David brought a physicality to Darth Vader that was essential for the character. He made Vader leap off the page and onto the screen with an imposing stature and movement performance that matched the intensity and undercurrent of Vader's presence. So as you know, James Earl Jones did the voice of Vader, but Mm -hmm. this was the man behind Vader, uh, behind the mask, um, for I believe all three films, right? Yeah. um, New Hope, um, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. Well, I heard that he got upset because like somebody else did some of the scenes as Vader in Jedi. If that's hmm. true, I was just hearing about that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Big name. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't heard about that. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I got to meet him once at a, at a at an awesome con. Like yeah, I think so it was, did like, we. Five years ago it was probably the same one. I mean, it, naturally, it probably was the same one. Do you remember when that was when he was there? I think we saw him at Monster Mania, didn't we, uh, Mel? Yeah, this was on Monster Mania. There might have been in oh. Hunt Valley. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, he, wasn't, I'm a, he wasn't too happy when we saw him. He was he a pretty a, nice guy when I talked to him. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, David Prowse. Yeah, but that's yeah. an iconic character. And like, you know. Yes. They've tried to Seriously. make another villain at that level in Star Wars and never have yet. So. Well, there is one 
that also recently passed away. I don't know if you're going to bring up. You're probably going to bring him up later. Another Star Wars? Um, Not a Star Wars, but another oh, classic villain. I, there is a classic villain, and I did want to uh, throw out the rest of the RIPs yeah, towards, yeah. towards the end. But I know yeah. you're alluding to because I want to get into some other Star Wars and kind we'll get of that later. We'll get into, that Man, later. into Mandalorian talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Chacha, you sent me this. um. A Darth Vader helmet, along with other Star Wars memorabilia, was stolen from J.J. Abrams' bad robot offices in Santa Monica. Man, that guy can't do anything right. The guy's (laughs) name is Frank Hebert, and it's funny because the author of Dune, his name is also Frank Hebert. (laughs) But he was arrested, thank God, caught with all the goods in a shopping cart. Oh, really? Yeah, so apparently uh, he he filled the shopping cart to the brim, and then he allegedly got up on the roof. Uh, he got into the office by actually um, going in the roof and breaking into the offices from there. So was this uh, like the helmet that was all melted? That one? Th- uh, they said it was a screen-used yeah. Darth Vader helmet, so it really could be... It could have been any, any, of, any of them, really, yeah. But it okay, was the I, thought it was, I thought it was the one from uh, J.D. Abrams' movie. It could have been, yeah. yeah. And in that case, that, that was it, the melted one, yeah. Yeah, they didn't specify didn't specify yeah mm-hmm. i know ryan johns is your favorite nick um, but he, he's, <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said on twitter whether he'd ever consider bringing back a ghost or vision of anakin to speak with either luke or ray and he admitted that he briefly considered for a key scene in his last jedi film um he actually considered uh, bringing in anakin well, for that so. well that wasn't gonna save that fucking train wreck of a movie anyway but so. um I still he thought, no idea. Why were the, why were these directors giving like free reign to do whatever they wanted to do with these movies? I don't understand it. And and then did all the wrong things with it. Yeah, yeah. Like they. You have a trilogy, and you have each person doing their own movie. I mean, from here's Nick's opinion. We all know how I feel about it. But after watching some interviews and reading some interviews, my personal opinion is that I felt like Ryan Johnson didn't love the fans. He fucking couldn't have cared less about the fans and with a with a friend yeah and with a franchise like star wars that's been pretty much embedded into our culture Mm -hmm. you you have to respect the source material and you have to respect the fans and that's why mandalorian is getting such positive praise because right it's literally doing the exact opposite of what ryan johnson and jj abrams did and that's let's talk about it let's talk about the mandalorian guys 100 right and like you know if we talk about um Say by the Bell later on. Say by the Bell is actually doing the reboots, doing the actual opposite mm-hmm. of what Nicholas was talking about, <laughs> where they don't respect the original fans. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the. Now we have two episodes of Mandalorian to talk since we we're off for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the more recent one, guys. So Mando make it, makes it to the city of Caladan on the forest planet of Corvus. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Runs into the fearsome magistrate, uh, played by Diana Lee in Asanto, who says that she'll give him a pure Beskar steel spear if Mando kills this Jedi that's been plaguing the city. Mm-hmm. Well, that Jedi was the one and only Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, buddy. Played by the beautiful and talented yeah, so good. My gosh. She. I mean, see, she, Nick, she Nick I know you watched uh, Clone Wars, yeah, and Rebels. I did. And so I didn't really have the love of the character. Some people that watch the anime show, but she killed it. 
literally and figuratively. Oh, hell she yeah. was the perfect person. And like if you if you well. invest some time and watch Clone Wars and you know watch when she comes into Rebels, you'll see exactly how good of a job they did. Like right. they it's it, it was perfect. It was fucking perfect. She did yeah. an amazing job. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, yeah. Yeah, Rosario Dawson did a great job. So Mana goes to supposedly meet, possibly kill Sokotano, but she notices Baby Yoda and realizes okay. that he's a Force-sensitive uh, being and talks to Baby Yoda. Somehow mm-hmm. is able to communicate with Grogu. Grogu, and that's the name of Baby that's Yoda. That's the name. She finds that's out that, the name. that, that <laughs> is Baby Yoda. He was trained. He was training on Coruscant, which if you go back to, I believe, was it Episode Two? That was when epi- they, Episode Three. Or was Episode goes. Three? That was okay, Order Sixty Six. Okay, where they see the the younglings uh, being trained at the Jedi. Um, I get the Jedi Temple within yeah, Coruscant. The Jedi okay. Temple of Coruscant, yeah. Yes, because there's many Jedi temples, of course. Yeah, that was um, the, that was like their main HQ. Yeah, and um, Rosario Dawson goes through some, you know, some training or Force um, tests, I guess, but realizes mm-hmm. that the attachment to Mando that Grogu has is too strong. It's and, so cute. It really and, is. Yeah, and Fresh. it would take. It really it take, is precious. It would could take Grogu to the dark side if Ahsoka trained. Uh-huh. You know. Yep. If you and notice. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I would, what do you think I just always find that so interesting. It's like because you love so deeply that you can be taken to the dark side, so we shouldn't love. That that's a very good point. Did these younglings in the Jedi Temple not love their parents? You know, you got. It's, it's, I mean, I think that's why they teach you young, like attachment, like don't attach well, anything positive or negative, like right. it's just the force. Right. Well, that was essentially the story of Anakin Skywalker. You know, his love right. for Padme totally consumed him, and he just exactly. said, "Fuck it." And did his thing, you know. Yep. So. Right. Yeah, but I can't see Baby Yoda being a villain. Being the next Darth Vader, oh, I no, mean, no, no. I mean, that would I actually he's kind a, of be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he's a cash cow for Disney right now. Oh, like yeah. they're making so much money off yeah. of him. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely be going to the dark side. Like, like, that's why you don't see John Cena turning, turning heel. The dark side. I mean, I've dressed up as Darth Vader for Halloween, so you know. No, no, you know. My birthday, but yeah. And your birth, and your birthday. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Because I make everyone dress up in costume for my birthday. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm just talking like that. So Mando and um, Ahsoka have a plan. Yeah. To go attack the magistrate and set some of their. Whose name civilians. is Morgan? By the way, civilians. Did, we, did you catch right. that? Her name is Morgan. I did catch that. Oh, I was like, very nice. Oh. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. I was like, you may now call me the magistrate. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. That's another nickname for you, Morgan. That'll work. Well, That'll you know, they kind. They kind of. Um, um, laid down the law. They laid down the law initially. Of course, they. Ahsoka uh, said that she killed Mando, but then, of course, we see the team up. Uh, we see Ahsoka attack the magistrate, and then we see um, 
the actor from Terminator. Um, my my main man, Michael Bean. Michael Bean uh, had a scene with Mando, so that was really fucking, cool. Fucking Johnny Ringo from Tombstone, man. I'm, yeah. He was another one I met at Awesome Con. That dude. Awesome. That, that dude is, is cool. You got you got to love this, uh, the the cameos that. Sadly, I think he was killed. He he, um, he was. Yeah, they yeah. Had, they, they, they had a they had a quick draw. Yep. I mean, the, the they pulled from like Kurosawa films and of course the westerns and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I consider this particular yeah. episode to be one of their best. One of the best ones, episodes, right? I thought it was so really far. Good. Yes, I thought it was really good. Well, they've been yeah. killing it every episode this season. They yeah. really have. They really have. And you so know, the what's funny is like the people who were like bitching about the new trilogy and like you know and you had the defenders they're like oh well it's because star wars fans are racist star wars fans hate women star wars fans this and that and then all of a sudden you along comes mandalorian and it's probably the most diverse cast i've seen yeah. from any show you know there's strong it's women also the, the, the most di- uh, diverse list of directors as yeah. well yeah yeah like strong Production minority um and like- figures and everybody loves it i, I heard nobody complain about the um the makeup of the cast at all because they're all great actors. They're all like kick ass. They're all cool characters. And they're diverse, so they probably had nothing to complain about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, Just saying. That's nobody, probably nobody, why there were no complaints about it because they what? were diverse. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, it's not all white people in this alternate reality. No, I'm saying nobody's Just complaining that, about it yeah. being diverse. Us ethnic people seem to. We notice when there's never any black people at all in like some version of whatever story's reality there is. We happen to notice we're just like, oh, everyone's white. We just move on, but just you know, we probably noticed that it was actually really diverse, and so no one had any complaints to write on anyone's message boards. No, I'm saying the people. I'm saying the people weren't complaining that it was diverse. Well, I have a question. I have a question. Is Rosaria Dawson, is she still engaged to uh, Cory Booker? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Did you say Dawson issue? Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Is she still engaged to Cory Booker? I'm not sure about that. Uh, Uh, We we can look at that real quick. Yeah, let me look. I'll look. I um, but really quick. Was. Yeah, I had go ahead. Down. So the the most. So a lot of the fans of the <laughs> legends or the um, you know the the um, and of course the animated series probably popped big when Ahsoka has a lightsaber to um, the magistrate's throat and says, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" Right. Um. So wow. That was a big reveal. Grand Admiral Thrawn is the uh, uh, blue. How would you describe him, Nick? He's the blue-skinned. Uh, blue-skinned, red-eyed, mega bad guy. Yeah. He's basically the Darth Vader of this story, and uh, yeah. So he comes about. He was in the books originally, the legacy books, way back when, mm-hmm. um, and they brought him in as the main villain for Star Star Wars Rebels, and he did a really good job. So. Yeah, this was, it was kind of a big can of worms when she dropped his name. Right. So you think he's a cooler character than Kylo Ren? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Beyond. Okay. Yeah. And of course, the major... More evil, less emo. <laughs> the major reveal at the end of the... A little discussion of this, because this could uh, be a lot of people that we'd love to see come back, but 
Rosario's, um, well, not Rosario, but Ahsoka told Mando, again, no, she cannot train Grogu, Baby Yoda, but she told Mando to go to a Jedi temple on the p- planet Python. Mm-hmm. Once Grogu is placed on the seeing stone at the top of the mountain, he may choose his own path. If he reaches out through the Force, a Jedi might sense his presence and come searching for him. But so we, now we have the question of which Jedi could it be? Mm-hmm. Will there, will they give of, us? It's a very open-ended question. I mean, there's not many Jedi alive after Order sixty six. So I know Nick and I have talked about it. Well, let's name some of them. So the obvious one uh, could be the uh, Yoda Force Ghost. We um obviously the the Force Ghost could return in some form, and Yoda and Baby Yoda being the same species could could be a really interesting one. They could do, my gosh, they could do Luke Skywalker. It's but, possible. But the thing is, are they going to use de-aging on Mark Hamill? Will they bring a, another actor to portray no, Mark no. Hamill? Nick, I know you have an have idea you about seen, that. Right? Have you seen the side-by-side of Sebastian Stan and young Mark Hamill? They with, could, sim- they- with similar haircuts. Yeah, they could be fucking engaged. Or <laughs> they could be twins. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Josh. It's crazy. You, gotta see, you have to see. No, it. it's gonna have to be more. No, no. There's no? there's more options. So okay, there's so, as, so, if if we're sticking with rebels, it could be Ezra Bridger, who was yep. the guy that was fighting Thrawn. That could happen. Um, it could be Cal Kestis, who's part of the video game um, Fallen something or other. But, that's here's, canon. But, here's, but here's my favorite, guys. And, Nick, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. The one and only bad motherfucker Mace Windu. Yes. As you know, Chachi, you were there at Star Wars Celebration. Sam Jackson was on the big screen and said, hey, if you didn't see a body, I didn't fucking die. Mace Windu is still alive somewhere. That'd be pretty fucking dope. So I imagine they would have to age him considerably because well, the timeline. Not really. He has not really? Aged. Okay. You know, Sam Jackson has gotten older, and that in the first, you know, the the first okay. trilogy came out twenty years ago. Is that the timeline? The the for the um for episode, not, well, not the first episode tri- three. When did episode three come out? That was like what two thousand. Well, that wasn't that a thirty year time frame between. Um, but I'm yeah. talking about the movie, the movie right. time frame, not oh, the movie time frame. Yeah, movie time frame yes. is like thirty years, so he'll be he'll be fairly older. Yeah. But so so he'll probably be like right. seventy. You yeah. Know, or have a great beard. Yeah, I think that, that I could see them doing that cool. if they want if they wanted to bring them back. You know, I mean. Now the opposite end of this of this coin is it could be somebody from the Sith. It could be a bad guy. You know, it could be Moff Gideon if they're just going to keep it in the cast. Oh wow, That's that could be. Could and I think you know they're going to end episode eight with that answer. Yeah, yeah, I, I think don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think they're going to give a give us a cliffhanger. They, That's a, they they bring them to the mountain and then they cut the black. They would not do that. They'll definitely reveal who it is. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. but I read a rumor that um, Yoda actually did train um, train them. Well, it depends on the source, Chach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the billion dollar question. Yeah. So, I mean, they were trying to give, like, Rosario Dawson some heat because of an alleged transphobic assault, which. Uh, apparently was baseless <laughs> rosario called the accusations baseless she opened up more in an interview with vanity fair she says she understands why people are concerned but it was completely false you know every single claim of discrimination has been dismissed by the person who made them 
And apparently it's somebody that she's known since she was a teenager. How do you Someone, know that it's a teenager? Childhood hater. So. Oleg and Oleg feels me. Childhood hater. Yeah. But we're gonna get into a big big news on that topic a little later. Let's talk about um. Oleg, what were you gonna say, bud? You were you got cut off. I'm kind of curious. Like, is she really gonna marry Cory Booker? Because I thought she was kind of his beard. Oh boy. When I just Googled, it said. Like there was an article from November of okay. this year that said they were still engaged. Long-term engagement, then, huh? Until I see a marriage, you know, <laughs> until I actually see them walking down the aisle. I, I mean, yeah, November. Is, is he gay, Oleg? Really? Until that, I see a porno of them that, banging, that, that, I probably not be convinced. That's what all the gay people think. Hmm. I mean, November fifth. On in Oprah magazine, Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson's relationship timeline, and then it says they've been together for two years, and it goes through this whole whole we, thing. You know, before before we ever found out about Whitney's girlfriend, there were rumors about her being a lesbian, like right. way back in the late. Right. 80s. So there have been rumors about Cory Booker. That now, also like, is on here. Like, yeah. Two, like ten years. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just curious, like, you know. I'm going to say the gay community knows. Like, when I was in the girl band, my one of my choreographers was gay, and he was telling me all about how, like, Kevin Spacey loved, like, younger men. And I was like, no, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> no. Ten years later, this Here shit all are. comes out. Right and I was like, oh, right. Like, gay community's got an in on that life. Yeah. I believe y'all. Well, Really let's quick, let's, let's, pivot, let's pivot that. back. Let's Thanks. pivot back to Star Wars really quick to the Mandalorian. <laughs> there was a, a big internet sensation because in episode four of season two, they had a crew member caught on on the main show, not edited out. They dubbed him the Jeans guy, and this yep. was seen when uh, the <sighs> Carl Weathers directed episode when Carl Weathers and Gina Carano. Where um, you know, and Mando were fighting a bunch of stormtroopers, and the crew member in a gray T-shirt and jeans seemed clear as day, uh, and it was just like I cannot I must believe have missed that. I cannot believe they they actually made it like a mock action figure um, for that. So I thought that was kind of funny. They they have since removed him. So if you try to look for him now, he's not there. Okay, so he's no longer there. So, but it was at the 1854 mark. Of the Mandalorian, um, that episode was a lot of fun. You know, it was another like a self-contained episode. They, you know, Mando had to go um, to Navarro to um, to work on uh, his uh, Razor Crest. You know, yeah, yeah, because it was in a dilapidated state, and that he had to go to meet Ahsoka Tano. He had to kind of get that fixed. So he, you know, of course, they had to go on this mission to to check out an Empire base within um on Navarro and that's when things get kind of crazy. Baby Yoda was not there. Baby Yoda was in a classroom and he was uh mm-hmm. using the force <laughs> to steal some um galactic French macarons from oh, another that's, student. That's funny. Yeah. I thought that was. I'm like, was that a macaroon? <laughs> You'll be happy to know those those macarons are available. 
Um, <laughs> they are available for sale um, through William Sonoma. Um, oh. Yeah. Or through so you, Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I'll have to let you know a little. Um, this sweater. Um, so three episodes ago, I believe it was episode three. Um, there was the Mon Calamari planet, and mm-hmm. another big sensation was the Mon Calamari alien wearing a fisherman sweater. Yep. And I decided to get a fisherman knit sweater. Nice. Uh, for this episode. Um, and how I was, from, was that from J.C. Penney's or something? It was for J.C. Penney. I was actually looking for the teal color that the Mon Calamari um, wore. But they didn't have teal. They only had like beige and navy. I was like, yeah, I they guess probably they, sold out of all of them. They might, they might have sold out of the teal what color. So fisherman sweater. Get, I want to see what it looks like. Well, the thing, it's got the like, you know, the 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 the, the knots in it and stuff. But, but the thing, why it caused such a sensation is because it's like, you know, everyday clothing on Earth being in a galaxy far, far away. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the jeans guy. You know, it's almost bizarre as a jeans guy. So if you see this, you know, fisherman sweater, but it's, you know, a traditional sweater, you know, I don't know. The, everybody was all all crazy about it. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, this episode was good. You know, uh, Horatio Sands played the blue alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> love to get Horatio Sands on the show. Um, oh, that'd be sick. He's hilarious. Some, get somebody from uh, that. But it was an overall very fun episode. Um, of course, um, Mando and um, Cara Dune, um, they they um, they escape unscathed pretty much. So that uh, yeah, was a really cool episode, guys. A really cool episode. Um, the Mandalorian is actually uh, the first Disney Plus series to make an appearance on Nielsen's uh, recently launched streaming top ten list. Wow, it's number three with um, the Queen's Gambit is number one. Hey, the pretty good. I love Queen's Gambit, yeah. Yeah. The Office, number two, and The Mandalorian, number three. So, pretty cool. A couple more Disney Plus things, and we've got some bombshell stuff to talk about. Uh, Ron Howard's Willow sequel series has found three of its uh, female leads, Ellie Bamber, Kaylee Spaney, and Aaron Kellyman, um, are going to join Ron Howard's produced Willow sequel, uh, which should be pretty awesome. John Chu is going to direct the pilot. Oh, cool. Are, are either of you uh, looking forward to that? I love the original, and I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. We'll see. And Disney Plus has also um, decided to change the beginning of Black Panther. Um, the logo now is a tribute to the late, great Chadwick Boseman. That's, so that's that. good. That's a good move. I thought that was a very classy thing to do. It um, was. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's certainly sad. Um, they're still trying to figure out how they can continue uh, the Black Panther franchise without Chadwick Boseman. They haven't made an announcement of how they do it. There's a lot of speculation that it will be Shuri taking the Black Panther uh, Black Panther costume and, and resuming that character. But I mean, Shuri, Shuri does in the comics, so it's it's a it's a move they could do that would be. A, I mean, I'm totally cool with it. I, I mean, yeah. it'd be awesome. And of yeah. course, Daredevil um, is now back in the hands of Marvel. Really? Volume, 
Yeah, yeah, Disney yeah, didn't do crashed. anything with it, so they lost the license again. Yeah. They lost the license, so that means that the original cast can come back, Nick? Is that what that means? That's what that means. Yeah. But they had to do something about it. They actually had to make something. Yeah, so the Netflix movie and TV rights to Daredevil reverted to Marvel a few days ago. Um, God, I love Deborah Ann Wool from uh, Daredevil and, of course, True Blood, so that would be yeah. awesome. So who owned it before? The rights? Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And Netflix has uh, three seasons of Daredevil. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that would work. Will the three seasons of Daredevil remain on Netflix, or will they yeah. move over to Disney Plus? Yeah, no, yeah, still, just, those three seasons are still owned by on Netflix. Disney Plus. Yeah. So, and then they'll have if they have a fourth season, that will be on Disney Plus. Is that how yeah. it works? I think so. Yeah. No, they probably if, just if, bring if Daredevil Netflix, to the movies. If, I mean, if Netflix still owns the rights, they could just make a fourth season, and that that'd be it. But yeah. if if they were to give it back to to Disney, I mean, the the right move would be to make a movie out of it. But who knows? Yeah. All right. So Netflix debuted the first trailer for Ryan Murphy's movie adaptation of the Broadway musical The Prom, set for release on December 11th. So that looks cool. There's a lot of buzz, of Oscar buzz about this film, guys. So, um, okay, okay. Worth There's out. a lot of big names in that. Meryl Streep, James. Meryl's Corey. in it, yeah. Yeah, Carrie Washington, Nicole Kidman. Cool. Uh, so this is the first Ryan Murphy film in with his new Netflix deal. Um, cool. Jada Pinkett Smith will star in the Red Zone, an c- upcoming drama that will be released by Netflix. Uh, she plays a single mother who helps her sons and their high school football teammates, the bros, heal after the murder of their best friend, Dominic Red. All right. All right. Um, back to the Outback is a Netflix animated comedy film with Eric Bana, Isla Fisher, Guy Pearce, and Jackie Weaver. And Keith Urban will be voicing this animated cast. So that's something to check out. Yeah. Netflix has acquired the North American rights to Penguin Bloom, a drama based on a true story starring the lovely Naomi Watts. And of course, she is no longer in the Game of Thrones prequel because that pilot never made it. Ah. So, uh, so she's now free to move on to her next project. What happened? Naomi Watts' new show, uh, Penguin no, Bloom. No, the, um, the prequel yeah, never... The, um... the Game of Thrones sequel tank, or prequel tanked. Yeah. I got, I got well, not, here, then. not the House of the Dragon. That one's that one's greenlit. They had several pilots that okay, they shot. But the other ones are prequel too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're all prequels. It's like yeah. a thousand years before. Yeah, yeah. this one okay. I believe was they, it was untitled and it was called George R R called it like the Long Night, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Naomi mm-hmm. Watts was in it, oh, and they, the I guess the, the, pi- the pilot didn't impress, so they axed that. Now they're going back to the Targaryens. They're doing the House of Targaryen. Right. Well, that's who we really care about anyway. We want the dragon. Oh, right. Okay. That's all we wanted. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unleash the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone are teaming with Netflix for a workplace comedy series. A workplace? That sounds like The Office. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it's called God's Favorite Idiot. Nice. Um, so that's a sixth collaboration um, and second yeah, with Netflix. So that would be Hillbilly Elegy here. No, I haven't checked that I've out. I've seen yet. the I've seen the trailers for it. It looks 
I heard it's good. Yeah. I heard I heard people said it's good, but I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it. It was okay. It was it was a little flat, but the performance some of the performances were good. Um, so we usually save the the gossipy stuff for like the later part of the program, but I wanted to bring this to the forefront, not only because it made headline news everywhere, but she is the star of a Netflix series called Umbrella Academy, guys. So let's talk about it because it's all well, over the place. And I wanted this the one and only Oleg to be here for this. But uh, Ellen Page, star of Umbrella Academy, announced that she is transgender. She will be going by the name Elliot Page. And this is a little this is where I get a little confused because she also said she's non-binary. Where non-binary kind of falls under where Ruby Rose is and where um, also uh, Nico Tortorella from Walking Dead World Beyond and Younger and the actress who played Ted's daughter in Bill Ted 3. They're considered non-binary, but she considers herself non-binary, but also trans. She didn't allude to whether she'll do the full transition. I don't know, but is it likely that she will transition, guys? And what are your thoughts on um, on Ellen Page's announcement? I mean, good for him. I going to be uh, refresh my right. mind. Which one is that? Ellen Page is Vanya. <laughs> So, yeah, well, Vanya, not, well, there's no yeah. more Ellen. There's yeah, no, there's Ellen no Page more is Ellen. no more. It is now, it's Ellen. It is now it's Elliot. Elliot Page. And the, the, pro, now, the pronouns are he, he uh, or, or that. He or and them. What's your both? Like, did that's they, my thought on it. Yeah. Did they, did, I, I thought it was just he. I didn't see them. So I guess yeah. I'm, I'm uh, them and also. They, and that goes to the non-binary part. I, I really I can't speak on this because I I get very confused and I don't understand and I don't want to be wrong so that's From what I, I, that's a good that's a good take on it I appreciate that I appreciate um I'm just gonna so, say whatever floats your boat man like yeah. right why at the end of the day yes be happy be you let them be and, and, and Elliot is still going to be playing Vanya on right. Umbrella Academy. I'm sick of all these ready. guys taking roles for, from women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? You know what? Somebody is going to say that, I'm sure. It's very sexist. Right. But the one problem I can see happening if she does transition with the hormone treatments and the, the reassignment surgery is that she'll look very different um, for the upcoming third season and it that could affect her happen. character. <laughs> That will affect yeah, the Yeah, well, the writers will work that out. That's not our yeah. business to work out. That's their problem right. to work out. Let her well, be. Let her about- I will say this. Okay. Umbrella, to, to kind of write off of what they're saying, the writers on that show are pretty rock solid. So yeah. if Elliot does decide to do the actual transition therapy and do the surgeries and go through the whole thing, uh, then they'll work it out. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a good show regardless. Cause it I is. agree. I I agree. Now, I, I thought mean, her character was annoying last season. This yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, her character one. was annoying. I mean, so, I loved I loved the show, but yeah, I love the show too. But her character was annoying. I don't think yeah, I don't, she was annoying. Sorry, yeah. you're not like everyone else. I don't really yeah. think she looked that different, even with hormones. I think she already looked right. masculine. Uh, she's already. Oh no, I don't know if I agree with that. Power. She's I very. Um, she's always frumpy. I mean, unless she grows a beard and like and like right. becomes buff, and, and let, you know, I, I think mean, she's gonna stay looking pretty much the same. That's my opinion. 
she's, yeah. a, she's a very attractive girl. I mean, you've seen Juno. And and, like, also, uh, there's like way too much press about it. Like, it's like yeah, all, it's yeah. like all I've been reading, and I'm thinking like, well, first there was all this press about her being a lesbian. Right. Now right. there's yeah. all this press about her being trans, and I'm waiting for the day when there'll be no all this press about her. Trans- transitioning back to you know to being a woman you know here's i mean the way i see it who gives a shit i mean yeah, all right. that's what I'm i'll put it i'll put it this shit. way like, i'll put it this way so right Don't i mean worry we're about all important shit then yeah. somebody wants to be on a daily basis and they're like gender identity like it do it do we really need to involve ourselves with other people's gender identity so that means that that i don't so i don't Hold so on. He's straight now. Technically, technically I guess technically man. Well, the good thing is she'll replace Caitlyn Jenner as like you know, like the representative go. for the trans. Yeah. Well, there the representative for our generation. Can Can I mention <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, still... your former your former work associates? Who mine? Yeah, that that are trans. Oh, yes. I worked at yeah. Apple, and I'm I'm yeah, still so very close colleagues with a number of people from the LGBT, including trans people, non-binary people, and all that. And one it's, of them was a female to male, correct? Some of them, yeah. Now, how does the bottom surgery work with a, with, um, a female to male? Female to male? Yeah. Did he tell uh, you about so it? So a buddy of mine, his name is Alex, essentially what they did was they did a skin graft where they removed all the skin on his forearm and uh, turned it into a functioning penis. You know, they, they stretched it. They stretched out the urethra. He doesn't have testes, of course. If you wanted to buy implants to give himself prosthetic testes, he could do that, but he chose right. not to. Did it, and yeah, the dude's got a dick, and it works, and he and fucks his girlfriend with it. Yeah. First hand. I mean, did it feel real? Nick? I mean, I didn't fuck him with it, but. Does he have sex? Does he have erection? <laughs> yeah. Well, from what he says. Hold on, hold on. What's up, Oleg? I actually have experience. Let's hear it. Let's no hear it. way. Do you? So the I, marvels of so modern yes, science. Yes, I hooked up with a female to male. Oh, boy. Okay. And, okay. And, like, Do they have bottom surgery? Think, bottom surgery. But the hormones made the clitoris. Pretty big. Look like a micro, it looked like a micro penis. Like oh, a, my God. Just, yeah, it was really weird. And, Are you sure um, it wasn't Chachi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it taste the same? Well, you oh know, you, this, you know, this person looked like so mad, like more masculine than me. I mean, this person was so butch. What? You know? Oh um, my God! This is a little too. This is really below the belt, guys. This is definitely she, yeah. rated below the belt. But if you're talking about like you know, like having periods when you know when when, when you know when. And, like, she's injecting a lot of, like, testosterone and being on, like, testosterone highs. It was really interesting. But, um... How does intimacy uh, work? Huh? How does the intimacy <laughs> work? How does the what work? The intimacy with the micropenis. Strap-ons? Ye- well, Unless no. Unless bottom? <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to bottom, so... Oh, okay. All right. You know, you know. Um, that's just the language, man. I'm I'm not trying to tell jokes. This but, is the way know, they. This it, is the it way was, it was a very interesting. It was a very interesting experience, to say the least. Yeah. How do you think I, Ellen Page will look as a as um, a male? If if, if she's gonna up, she's gonna look male. the same. Looks like really? 
If it grows yeah. out the beard, it'll, I mean, it might be a good-looking beard. Really you know, Alex, my friend Alex, who uh -huh. started as a woman, transitioned to male, his beard's as big as mine. Wow. Looks like a dude. You know, the shoulders will get broader. The face the, the will square out. The, 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 yeah, the jaw. This is from hormone treatments, right? This, this is from the, the hormone treatments. The, right. the, their jawline generally will kind of square out. The, the femininity in their face will kind of decrease because of all the testosterone. Right. And then they just look like a dude. Remember when I had that Halloween BTB episode where I dressed up like a dude and wore a chain and baggy pants and yes. I made myself a fake beard? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, below the belt, I still kind of look like myself. Only Give like. Me a handsome man. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna look like Ellen Page with a beard. Is what it's gonna look. I like. mean, Ellen Page was already very androgynous looking right. to begin with. Oh, yeah. So, like, so why not just I remain? Like, why not yes. remain gender fluid? She might. But and, maybe. And just, know yet. You but know, deep down in, inside, yeah. she always felt like a he. So all right, now we will call so you Elliot. Is and it just in a title, or is she going to go the full physical change? We I don't. Know. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. On a personal level, that's, that's their prerogative. That's yes, <laughs> that's, is their prerogative. She looks like like a teenage boy anyway. I mean, <laughs> especially in Umbrella Academy with the way that yes. uh, that they made her look, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not that big of a stretch for yeah. me. That's a good point, guys. That's a good point. And on that note, I'm going to sign off, guys. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, Sabrina, before you go, I want to drop up okay. one thing before you All go, right. and then Give we can take our good. break. All right? It's nice so, to see you, Sabrina. I haven't seen you in, like, five years. Hold I'm on. Oleg, Ellicott City since that flood in Ellicott City. Wait, All Sabrina's right. going to hang out with us for a couple minutes because I wanted to throw out an Apple TV bombshell. If you don't, if you, there's a couple Apple TV things, and I'll end with that. Okay, Sabrina? Okay. okay. Um, so before we get to that, Sabrina, uh, the morning show has cast Juliana Margulies for season two. So that's a big casting cool. notice for a great show on Apple TV. I'm currently watching The Office, so that's awesome. Or um, ER, which she is on. Oh, you're watching ER? Okay, great. Yeah. That, that'll yeah, be cool. She's on that. Too. She's amazing in that. So good for Juliana Margulies. Yeah. And the actress that, spoiler alert, who died in season one of... Uh, Season one of the morning show is going to have a new show uh, called Surface. It's uh, from the high fidelity creator Veronica West. Her name is Gugu Mabatha Raw. She is at the star in the series. Cool. No plot or character details have been released. And we also have some news that Mariah Carey will be having an Apple TV Plus Christmas special, Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special, Sabrina. She's got to be so tired of that damn song. I A friend of mine had a day off yesterday, and I'm not even going to lie. We spent the day getting ratchet and drunk, and I eventually <laughs> no, got black. You was like, Mariah Carey, what is Mariah Carey? We need some of this. And he's on this, and I literally made them listen to Mariah Carey for like hours and hours. That sounds but like torture. Side story. I would rather stab my ears. So, Sabrina, I wanted to uh, throw that out to you before you left, but we thank very much the one and only sweet chocolata, Sabrina Taylor Smith. See ya, she's Sabrina. Been a, she's been Hi, a part of, of a lot of BTB episodes throughout the 700 episodes. Sabrina, thank you for gracing us. Next time we'll see you, it'll be for the Christmas show, right? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll have you in December for the Christmas show. Christmas show. Um, hell yeah, I will be practicing my Christmas song before then so I don't mess it up. All right, awesome. awesome. I'll leave the messing up to Chachi. I'm going right. to touch Chachi. Oh. Cookie right. loves all right. I hope Cookie does it this year. You think he will? I, I, I hope he will. I hope he does. Right. Bye-bye, Sabrina. Sabrina is leaving the, the virtual building. Peace. Peace out, Sabrina. Bye, Bye. <laughs> and just a few more uh, entertainment things before we take our classic cut break. Um, HBO Max News, Lockdown, a heist film starring Anne Hathaway and Ben Stiller, directed by Doug Liman. Uh, Doug Liman's a great director. Um, if you remember um, Swingers and Go, mm-hmm. uh, two great films. Um, that film has been required by uh, Warner Brothers, but it will premiere on HBO Max in mm-hmm. early 2021. So. Yeah, that movie Go was a very underrated movie. It, it was, was so good. Great soundtrack. I love that. So very 90s. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love that movie. And it Swingers. 2001. Swingers was iconic. Swingers no, no, Go dead. was like, I think Go was 99, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. very much was. <laughs> Swingers was like two years before, I think, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah Go was 99. An incredible film, guys. You got to check oh, yeah. it out. It's a oh, Christmas classic. movie, too. The movie Go. Yeah. Um. On, also on HBO Max, Isabella Gomez uh, is going to lead. A reboot of Head of the Class. Remember that show, Chachi? Uh, this is something nobody is, wants, nobody asks for. Yeah, from 86 to 91, the original ABC series, uh, will be getting a uh, reboot on HBO Max. Is it going to be like a twist or something? Are, are they all going to be in wheelchairs or something this time? Um. Well, I guess the, the lead is a Latina, so maybe they're okay. going uh, going a little more woke on this one. Well, know? the original cast was was pretty diverse. Well, it was pretty it? diverse, right? Yeah. Wait, is that, is that the one from on ABC with Robin Gibbons? Yes. Yes. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. It's gonna be back too. It, it, uh, well, I don't know about any of the original cast. And 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 Richard Pryor's daughter, Rain Pryor. That's right. Yes, Baltimore's yeah, yeah. own Rain Pryor was in it as well. She, You're right. Right. I mean, yeah, she was running for shows. Po- she was she was running for politics. I read somewhere. Really? Probably so. Yeah, Isabella don't need a reboot. They, they don't need it. I mean, yeah. some some shows are fine in their time and place, and they don't need a reboot. Like you don't need to reboot everything in the world that has ever happened. You know what? If they're gonna <laughs> reboot Saved by the Bell, why can, why not bring Screech? You know, they talked about because whole, he was in was prison for thing. attempted murder and was, was also just like thing. a ridiculous cokehead. And 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 pain whole, in the ass. Yeah. And Did anybody watch the Lifetime movie that was like on a couple of years ago that Screech apparently told? And like, yeah. that's why he's not friends with them. It was like yeah, a whole he's drama. a former guest of, of um, he, he talked a lot show. of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. We got to oh. get that uh, interview off from the archives. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. I guess we'll skip. You guys already brought it up. I guess we'll skip ahead really quick to to uh, the Save by the Bell since it uh, since it premiered on uh, Peacock during Thanksgiving week. Um, they got a little bit of controversy for one thing. They actually use um, Selena Gomez's kidney transplant um, story uh, and turn it into a joke on one of the episodes. Um, they, so they said they were they apologized. And they have been in touch with her team. Will be making a donation to her charity, the Selena Gomez Fund for Lupus Research at USC. 
Um, well, the, the joke was basically um, they had their phones taken away, and all chaos ensued, of course, when your phone's taken away and you're a teenager today. Um, during the scene, the two teens argue in the hallway about who donated a kidney to Gomez in 2017 after she had lupus, and they bicker. One says that it's Justin Bieber. The other said it's Demi Lovato. Um, and then someone else says, does Selena Gomez even have kidneys? Oh, boy. Um, so, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. It, back on, but then they'll shade um, it wasn't uh, a, Selena it wasn't, Gomez for, for not having a kidney. For, yeah, it wasn't. So it wasn't not brought back. It was yeah. so. I mean, the only reason I watched it was because after school and, and in between the prime time shows, there was nothing on back in the late 80s. <laughs> the right. 80s. right. That show had no merit to it whatsoever. <laughs> it was horrible. Well, well the original know, show, I remember like Zach Morris talking about how he was going to donate his eyes to Stevie Wonder if he died or something like that. So these kind of jokes aren't new for this series. Yeah, they don't sound very uncommon. And, and let's let's talk about the some. Of the, it is it is more of a woke version of. No, no, it should be called Woke by the Bell. The series. Yeah, I mean, it's a for, over the I top. I mean, yeah, I mean, so we have um, we have a transgender actress who plays the most popular cheerleader. We also have um a woman who is the best quarterback on the high school football team, who is the timeout character. They also shifted the no, lead. No, she's not the timeout character. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mixed Black them up. Black girl is the, um, the, right. the, quarter, the quarterback on the football team, and then right. the timeout and girl is Hispanic. And she apparently is a better athlete than Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley's son. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of a woke thing. And then the timeout phase, uh, you know, um, part of the uh, right. say by Bell, where you break the fourth wall, used, used to, be, to Zach, be Zach, Zach Morris, yeah. and now they gave it to the Latina character. They could have gave it to Zach's son, but you can't give it to a a, a white male. You know, so twenty. I mean, it's woke for that reason, you know. But <laughs> I think you can still do diversity, just, but still pay, <sighs> still respect. It should have been Zach's son. Why could why, I mean Zach's son? It now, just they, it, see they it like I haven't seen it yet because yeah. I thought it was a move. I thought it was gonna be a movie, and then I yeah, saw it was yeah, a series, and I was like, oh, series, I need to sit yeah. down for hours for this. Right. So I just feel like with things like this, it, it comes off to uh, people like us as trying too hard. At least like that's how I I find yes, it. Yes. Now I don't know if right. kids people that are ten years younger than me. 20 years younger than me, maybe they think it's normal because this is the world they're growing up in, which I honestly think is great. Like, it'd be great to not, like, I mean, Sabrina kind of did have a point when we, I would watch things and it was all white people. Like, that just was normal to me. Right. So it is nice to see the diversity. It is nice it is. to see all this. But I honestly also, and I'm, you know, a biracial woman, I also feel like it is now being crammed down our throats <laughs> in places that, like, it just kind of doesn't make sense. But it's like okay, you're, yeah. you're doing it to do it. I like that statement, Maureen. Right. Well, because that, yeah, it's when, it it's when it gets when it as, gets on the nose. And usual, too on the nose. As usual, Hollywood is overdoing it. They're just yes. doing it. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the say, uh, say by the bell. Like if you go back and watch it now, and I, I'm a big, a big fan of the original Say by the Bell. But I love, love. If you watch it, it now, it's horrible. Like it's, it's horrible humor. It's, it it's, didn't age it's, well. It didn't age well at all. And yeah, I can, I can go back and watch um, Golden Girls, and it's still well, hilarious. Very, very corny. Seinfeld humor, is still but the same. Seinfeld, Seinfeld is the same way. That's my favorite show. Exactly. And it's, exactly. There's certain humor that is good for a certain time period, and that's it. Like I think Full House was good for a certain time period back in the right. early 90s, late 80s, and that was it. Um, Say by the Bell was a diverse cast back in the day, and no one had a problem with it. Nobody talked about it on the show, you know. And now this new reboot is diverse, but that's all they talk about is race. Like every right. episode, all episodes. That's, that's too much. That's going to the crown See, by your throat, right? The whole, the whole premise is yeah. Zach, Morris, yeah. Zach Morris is now the governor of California, so he decides to shut down all the low-income um, schools to save money on the budget. And then he's like, oh, no, I have to send these people somewhere. So he sends a portion of them to Bayside, which is somehow now in this universe is like the rich school. The rich kid school. Which right. I never really considered Bayside the rich school back watching it back in the day because, I mean, Zach Morris had a cell phone, but like... Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like Kelly still worked a job. Like a lot of them still work jobs. And Remember stuff. they right. all went to work at that rich country club right, over exactly. the summer. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. so they Absolutely. weren't like the rich people. Like, they were still working. And, and, and like they weren't in a private yeah. school. It's a public school. So like... Lisa's family had money. So the whole premise of the um, show was these um, these people from the low-income schools are coming to Bayside to show the privileged kids what's up. You know, that's like oh. the whole premise of the writing of, of the show. And it's just horrible. It's like the whole thing is about race every episode. Like the, um, I think. Um, and they never did that in the original show. Yeah, yeah. They and never, well, it's and a they culture shift. On, you know, they never think focused about, on race. Yeah. Well, the main. Yeah, it's it's a culture shift. The main the main um, popular. Uh, Force I mean, culture shift. <laughs> the main Hispanic girl who's the main character now, like she decides to run for class president on the first day of school because she wants to give people like her a voice. I'm like, how are you gonna run for class president on the first day of school when you don't know anybody? Like, who's gonna vote for you? And and plus, mm-hmm. you know, me being class president in my real life, like you don't run on yeah. the first day of school. Yeah, president. president Chachi. Yeah, you you run. <laughs> towards the end of the year before you don't right. run on the first day of school. So this is really weird. And then like, and then like all the other kids from Bayside are kind of like, you know, mostly the white kids are idiots and like um, the trans, <laughs> the trans one. And then like um, Zach Morris's son are also running for president. And then they find out something like, I guess there's like a, a conference they need to go to when they're class president. And that, that coincides with their spring break or whatever. So, so then they both throw the election to the Hispanic girl and then she wins. And then um, what else was it? It was like, um, you know, the main characters of the show are kind of just like afterthoughts. Like um, Slater is an idiot, and he's the gym teacher. Um, um, Jesse is the what was Jesse the guidance counselor? She's the counselor. That's right. But yeah. but but her 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 thing was that she wanted some kind of stipulation of why <laughs> she's the guidance counselor because she said that young girls look up to the Jesse character, so she's still pretty smart. I forget what they said about why she became a guidance counselor, but it wasn't like. Because she's an idiot like AC Slater. It's just, it's just, it's just, the whole thing is just bad. It's just bad from start to finish. AC like, Slater's a gym teacher, so that does show, show you something, I guess. It's, right? it's just it's bad to start to finish. And then like the um, the trans one was trying was was saying that that um, that she was in love with um, what was it um, AC Slater's son. Mm-hmm. And then Hispanic girls like, well, why don't you ask him out? And she's like, oh, it, it'll be awkward if I do. It's like, well, why is that? It's like, oh, cause we grew up together, so it'll be awkward. You know, maybe he doesn't like uh, that into trans people. You know, it, what I mean, no one, no one even mentions that on the show. And, and and the fact that she was probably a boy if they grew up together, right? Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah. So and 
Well, the thing was, uh, one thing I will say is that they did cast this uh, the trans actor as a trans character. They right. did admit that on the show. So, so there's there's like, no hiding anything or whatever. And you're not deceiving anything. So right, right, right. But I'd, um, I'd like to see a reboot, okay, of like Ricky Schroeder and Kirk Cameron. And oh, like, that's uh, Silver Surfer. Like, yeah. As they come out as gay. <laughs> in gay romance. That's, that's the only reboot I would actually tune in to watch. Kirk Cameron would probably with lots of nudity. You can call it. You can call it growing spoons. <laughs> what would you say about Kirk Cameron, Nick? Oh, I was gonna say Kirk Cameron would have a fucking stroke. Oh yeah, a different stroke. <laughs> Thank That's you. Tough. This Thank is the you. perfect time to take a no, but classic. Like, but, you know, okay, but basically, say by the bell, like it's like it never even needed to be reboot. Like they, they could have went a route of a like Cobra Kai did, where they respected the fans of the original. I think, I think to say by the bell, I think they have contempt for the fans of the original. They don't like the fans of the original, and they're like, oh, well, this is for the new generation. I'm like, with well, the new generation yep. who is in high school right now, did not watch Say by the Bell. They don't care about Say by the Bell. Right. You know, the only reason I'm using the Say by the Bell names because people like us on the show watched the original and would have some kind of an attachment to it. Yep. Well, all right. Well, I think gonna... this, is a good, this is a good time to take a classic up break. Hold on, Nick. Hold that thought. Yep. Um, Chachi, uh, why don't you go ahead and go ahead and uh, classic cut, Chachi? Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Well, it's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut. You know, this must be like the seven, 700th um, cut uh, <laughs> of the show. Holy fuck. They weren't all classics. Cause, uh, I know you did a lot when I wasn't. Yeah. I so I wanted to pick a, a classic song from the classic days of um, BTB. So I picked um, a song by Animotion. With a, but this song has been our, in our theme song for many a year. Oh, okay. So here we go. It's actually a song from 1984. It was released November 23rd. This is Animotion Obsession. Hmm. All right. And before awesome. we get to the classic cut, let's. I love that. We're going to say goodbye to two of the panel members, starting with the one and only Oleg the Gay Russian. Thanks for being a part of BTB hey. 700. And we're going, okay, bye, Oleg. Having me, I'll give myself the applause. All right. <laughs> Oleg, Oleg, Oleg. From the beginning, I don't know from, how. From, from top to bottom, you've been a, an incredible. <laughs> 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 and let's go ahead. Be versatile. It's good. To that was good. That was good. <laughs> let's go ahead and, and you touch down. You know, wait, 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 wait. wait. You oh, ought to try it, Al. You know you've heard of you heard of like. What, I, what that's okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All oh, right, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go to the captain. No, for it. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you. Let's right. go on and close out with Nick. Have a, new re- the, a New Year's resolution for you, Al. Nick, <laughs> the captain is landing the plane. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air PTB. The captain is gone. The plane's still in the air, and it's probably going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both for being a part of the show, guys. Good Thank night, guys. Happy right. 700. Good night, Nick. All right. Thank you. All right. And here's Anna Motion. All right. Anna Motion Obsession. We'll be back after the call.
songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. All right, we're back, guys. That was the classic cut. That's we're the back. That does part of our theme song. I'm going to say part for legal reasons, but <laughs> not the whole theme song. <laughs> With a, a lot of other great songs and great catchphrases in pop culture history. Um, just a couple things on HBO the, to drop really quick. Um, has anybody been watching The Undoing? People have said great things I'm going to start that, but I yeah. heard it. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. It drew three three million viewers across all platforms, including HBO Max, which was the biggest audience for an original series since Big Little Lies. So mm-hmm. people are loving the show, and you gotta love the um, the uh, the HBO and HBO Max, um, you know, Lincoln, because we're also gonna see the Euphoria Christmas special on HBO Max before we see it on HBO. So they're gonna be, there's gonna be two episodes, two special episodes that will bridge the gap between seasons one of two of Euphoria and Euphoria of course Zendaya won an Emmy for best actress in a drama series. Josh Whedon is exiting the HBO series The Nevers. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the controversy with Justice League, with people complaining, including Ray Fisher who played Cyborg. But they said they had parted ways with Joss Whedon. We remain excited about the future of the Nevers and look forward to its premiere. So the HBO is still scheduled. The HBO show is still scheduled to premiere next summer. However, Joss Whedon not associated with the guys. Pretty crazy to hear that. Um, so Helen Hunt has signed up for a role. On the upcoming Blind Spotting series, not to be confused with Train Spotting, because I first saw that, I was like, oh, Train Spotting reboot? It's called Blind Spotting. Um, she joins the lead, uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones, who is reprising her role of Ashley from the film on which the series is based. Um, and um, also stars uh, Benjamin Earl Turner, Atticus Woodward, Jalen Barron, Candlest Nicholas Lipman as well. Um, uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan, um, there was a trailer that just dropped for the New Year's special. I know, I know, Ali Dash, the adorable one, is a big fan of Doctor Who. I never got into the Doctor Who universe, but uh, the New Year's Day special is called "Revolution of the Daleks." You could check that out on Amazon Prime. News that um, they will not be getting a second season. Uh, Utopia. The sci-fi drama was canceled, guys. So it starred John Cusack. I know, Chachi, you're a fan of John's work. Um, it's it's sad because John can't get a hit series. I know he had that uh, Daybreak series on Netflix that only went one season, I believe. Um, I could be wrong about that. I don't know if he's in that or not. I could be wrong. But um, I don't know. Um, if, uh, I never watched Utopia, but... Sorry that it was canceled. Well, you got to uh, pretty much suck if you get canceled from Amazon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah, Amazon airs everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Daybreak Mostly is... Mostly everything. Daybreak is one season. Oh, what was, who was the main star in Daybreak? Was it was it John Cusack or was it another actor from the 80s? It was um, I, Colin Cord. Okay, I, I got... Okay. Um, no, there's another big 80s name in there. Was it Broderick? 
Matthew Broderick. Oh, he, okay. oh yeah, he was. He was. He okay. was the. Um, I, I mixed uh, up my '80s icons for a second, guys. He was the yeah. principal. So wait, it's Matthew Broderick, not Broderick, yeah. not John Cusack, but nonetheless, okay. Utopia will not get another season. However, Amazon actually saved a show called Vikings, which was on which was on the History Channel. That that will actually move from the History Channel to Amazon Prime for its last five and a half seasons. So new episodes will stream starting December 30th, guys. So You said five and a half seasons. I don't know what the... Yeah, it says five and a half seasons. I guess... Um, well, History Channel has been its home for five and a half seasons. So okay. the half point of the season aired on History Channel. Yeah. Um, and uh, Paramount Plus Network, which is formerly CBS Plus... Um, is going to have a show with Army Hammer. Uh, we're oh, starting. I, lo- a, I love uh, him. I, yeah, I bet you do. It's an upcoming limited series called The Offer, which is about making Francis Ford Coppola's classic. Yeah, The Godfather, film. right? Yeah, about his classic yeah, yeah, mafia yeah. film. Exactly. Felicity Huffman booked her first role since uh, she was in prison, guys, for a college admission wow. scandal. It's it's a show on ABC. It's a baseball comedy pilot. It also stars Peanut Butter Falcons um, star Zach Gutsagan. Um, But it's good to see her back to work, guys. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Um, also, Saturday Night Live will be returning on December 5th with Jason Bateman. Also, the uh, musical guest who got in trouble for partying amidst the pandemic, violating SNL um, COVID rules, uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, and his name is uh, Morgan Wallen. He'll be getting a second chance oh, on right, Saturday Night right. Live. And uh, we are starting to get our special guests of the <laughs> evening. So I guess we could, should we wait for everybody to arrive or because uh, um, uh, or should we just go ahead and I introduce see, I see group? two of the beauties. Right Are now. You see these I only yes, see. Yes, I see two I only of them. See Ashley. Wait a minute, hold on. I think we there's see Ashley now. and there's Dia. Dia, where are you? I don't see Dia I, though. Well, I I'm see here. Her. I see her name. I don't see you. I just see your name. Yeah, that's what oh, I meant. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should introduce who's in the room first. So let's go ahead and start by introducing one of the actresses. Uh, from this great film, this great holiday rom-com called I Hate New Year's. We have actress Ashley Argota, who plays Cassie. Hey, hey, Just hey. a beautiful, talented uh, actress uh, that's joining us. Hey. Um, do we have um, director extraordinaire Kristen Baker? We still don't see your video. I, no, it's, it says my video isn't supported in the browser, so... I'm hoping you can hear me. I can see if I can try another browser. I don't know what's happening with my browser. Yeah, let's Which try browser are you using? We can uh, hear you. Saf- that's good. I'm using Sorry. Safari. <laughs> y- you don't need mine. I'm, I can just be a disembodied voice. You want to see the actresses, <laughs> not the director. Kristen, you can talk and I can move my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a talent. Perfect. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was blessed to see your show in Baltimore. Um, you're, you and your sister... Also did a really awesome uh, little nice little meet and greet for the fans. I thought it was really nice. Um, I love your music, so this is a, this is a a very uh, it's an honor to have you on here on our show. 
And we're also celebrating episode 700 of our podcast. So, you want 700? To yeah. 700 episodes. Yeah. Oh my God. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's pretty epic. Guys, we welcome to Below the Belt Show for our special episode mm-hmm. 700. It's a milestone. We had to have two amazing superstars, um, great, intel- great, incredible talents, both in the music industry and acting. Um, Dia Frampton and Ashley Argada from the amazing rom-com that you can check out on December 4th, this Friday, called I Hate New Year's. Yes, um, me too. Yes. Oh, you hate New Year's too? <laughs> I do, I really do. Uh, we welcome holiday. Dia, who plays Lane, and Ashley Argada, who plays Cassie. Hello. Uh, thanks for being here on Below a- the Bell. A- A.K.A. Lassie. Uh-oh. Lassie. <laughs> like the dog. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Let's start about how both of you got involved in this project. Obviously, they were looking for actresses who could sing or singers that could act. Maybe like a good combo of both, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, I-, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's always fun when you get, you know, I got an audition notice for it. And I think I've only done one project really where I've gotten to, um, to, to sing and act on screen, which is really cool. So obviously that was really exciting for me. And I, it was just one of those things where you kind of just put it on tape and hope for the best. I kind of forgot about it after I filmed my audition for it. And then I got a call a couple weeks later that I got it. And then I was on a plane to Nashville. <laughs> Wow, I love it. Awesome. And how about Dia? How did you get involved with this project? Um, kind of the same as Ashley. I just got a audition email. Um, I sent in a tape. I was really sick when I taped this too. I had a flu. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which I think maybe kind of calmed my nerves down because I was just so tired. I wasn't trying too no. hard. Um, right. but yeah, I just sent in the tape and um. Same as Ashley, just tried to forget about it. I think sometimes, well, in the past, I've really just thought about the audition. I hope I get the call. And now it's Monday. It's been five days. Like, it's over. And I just get in my head and get too attached to things. And so I've learned to kind of let things go. Um, And if, what is it? If you love it, let it go. If it loves you. And if If it it comes back back to you. Yeah. If I really If you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it was always yours. If it doesn't, it never was. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that like a sting song? Some, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You love somebody, you set them free. I love it. And we're, yeah. we're also now joined by the director, Kristen Baker, of this great film, I Hate New Year's. Yes, Kristen. hello. Hi, Kristen. We're just talking about how Ashley and Dia got involved with the project. Kristen, you must have been wowed by their auditions, and or uh, was there another story behind uh, getting Ashley and Dia on board? No, I mean, I was definitely wowed by their auditions. I think a story that um, someone just brought to my attention the other day that I, I, I don't think I've told Dia this, um, that I completely forgot is the movie we made previous to this was called Season of Love. And there was a character in there named Sue. And while we were out to one actress, we had Dia on like hold as our backup. Mm-hmm. And which I completely, 
I know. I completely forgot. Whoa, what? If Dom had turned <laughs> this down, we were going to Dia. And I was talking to our writer, Kat, who's like a big Dia fan. She goes, yeah, Dia was our Sue backup. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, don't you remember? And I was like, no. I don't. So Dia has apparently been on our radar for a very, very long time. Um, but yeah, okay, so she, but her, um, we, her, the, both their audition tapes were um, amazing. And so it was just, there was no, um, no, no question, um, that they were, they were our leads. They yeah. were, um, Lane and Cassie. Right. So, so Kristen, you're obviously looking for great, a combination of great acting ability as well as singing ability. I guess, uh, the performance yes. is also very important. And of course the, uh, I've seen your show with your sister, Meg, I'm a fan of your, your you guys, and I think you guys are amazing. And of course, I watched oh, your season. You. I watched your season of uh, of The Voice, and I think it's amazing that um, you know after the success as an artist, you you've uh, now um, you know uh, moved into the acting world. And uh, you know, I saw that you had an episode of Criminal Minds, which I actually watched on Netflix today to kind of see some of your acting work. But I think, yeah, you've you've done really amazing uh with, with your acting i mean i already know you're an amazing singer but to see your acting uh that was awesome oh thank you it's uh it's been a long journey but very fun and working on films like this is just always the greatest lesson to watch people like ashley and candace and work with Kristen. so i feel like it's just free class with the ultimate people to learn from so it's been really great did the acting, um, the acting bug start like maybe after you moved to Los Angeles or how did that come about? Um, it kind of started by accident right after The Voice. People just came to me with these really great opportunities because that was kind of the moment when the floodgate was open and right. I'd just been on national television. So I got auditions for a lot of films and TV and um, a lot of musical stuff like Glee. I think I auditioned for Glee like four or five different characters. Oh, wow. Um, but I was just really terrible. I, I never acted before. I didn't know what it was. I sent in terrible audition tapes. Um, I was awful for a really long time. And that's when I thought, well, I like this. I'm not good at it, but I like it. And uh, there was always kind of that drama nerd in me from school. And so I thought, you know, let's get into class. Let's get into improv. Let's get it. Let's go to the Groundling. Let's go to UCB. Let's go to yes. film and theater class in L.A. So I kind of just dove into school and classes. And I did a few plays with friends and would kind of just do anything, anywhere to uh, to learn. Yeah. And I got to say, the episode of Criminal Minds, wow, that opening scene scared the f out of me <laughs> it scared the f out of me too because that was my first time doing anything and i was like just pretend like you know what you're doing <laughs> that's and, uh, been my thing well the episode was two years old i guess we can say that there was a um um uh a, there was a body in the morgue and um your co i guess um co-forensic technician kind of play a little prank on you and raise the body up, pretend it was like the living dead. Um. Yeah. I actually uh, filmed that. We filmed that the day Trump became president. Oh my God, in 2016. <laughs> so everybody on set was kind of like, uh. 
the fear in that scene is real. <laughs> that was great, great. Ashley, you started acting at, at a very young age. You played I young did. Nala on Broadway. <laughs> I, that, I mean, of course, that's amazing. I mean, obviously, having uh, that background on Broadway certainly helps with, with the performance aspect. But um, tell us a, a little bit about your journey from the stage to screen. Yeah, I started acting. My mom put me into classes when I was five because I guess I spoke in really silly accents when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, your time would be best spent in an acting class. And to be honest <laughs> with you, I like I liked it, but I was always so I was really shy growing up. So I was always so afraid to be on camera. Um, and then I kind of focused on singing for a really long time and acting kind of just took a backseat. And then when I was 11, I did Lion King. And that's kind of when I started it again. And I really loved it. And then I didn't do anything for quite some time. I did some more singing gigs. And then when I turned 15, I got my show on Nickelodeon. And then it kind of all just went uphill from there. That's amazing. The Fosters got a lot yeah. of great, uh, uh, TV credits and, and film credits. That's amazing. So now you guys are part of this amazing film. So let's talk about it. Um, I think it's the perfect rom-com, obviously. Um, now, um, I guess we're not going to be releasing this till the 4th, so I guess if it's okay, Kristen, can we talk about some aspects of the film? Sure, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, first of all, uh, I guess it's... Uh, I, I love the opening scene when your characters meet for, you know... Well, not meet for the first time, but meet for after so many years, I guess. And Ashley, your character, Cassie, is wearing a very sexy nightie. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So you, you got you got to give the people what they want, Al. Uh yes. <laughs> and, and and I, I and I definitely um concur. Um, so 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 Cassie right away. I liked that scene. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest for episode 700. Of, but, but, so Cassie already Zips had tea. All, she, <laughs> she really had on her mind that she really wanted me. I thought it was so cute. I thought yeah. it was really cute. Thank you. Yeah. Can we talk about the comfortability level with some of the kissing scenes? I mean, obviously, you, you both of you had to get to know each other. I'm sure. Was there like an icebreaker or some kind of, I don't know, something <laughs> when you finally had to film those scenes? D, do, do you want to do it? <laughs> I can see you pointing yourself like, eh? <laughs> She's like, me, you. I'm actually really comfortable kissing people on camera. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm If I have to kiss somebody in real life, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I need oh, one more okay. drink. I need, uh, <laughs> like, what? Uh, like, Same. Yeah, it's just so weird. But kissing people on camera is really awesome and cool and really I'm fine with it um I'm, and I, luckily I've never had to kiss anybody that is rude or that <laughs> you know I don't want to be around um I've always had really cool uh co-stars and yeah. um 
the, I think the only thing that I was worried about was it was kind of cold outside and I was like, oh, my nose is running. Like I was kind of <laughs> my nose, but then trying not to like just have no makeup around my face because I was blowing Correct. my nose and then reapplying chapstick and um, lipstick. And yeah, I was just kind of like on booger patrol because I was like the last <laughs> is for Ashley to be around like that disgusting stuff but I remember us also being super like careful with that scene because it was it was towards the end of shooting and it was when COVID was getting a little like crazy but also like no one knew anything about it remember it was like we didn't know like do we wear masks do like are we okay being around people and we were so nearly done with the movie and we were about to shoot the scene and I remember Dia and I, I think we brushed our teeth like 65 quadrillion times yeah it was in March I literally got, got home um, the day before safer at home started Thank in God California you finished so the film my God. yeah I know yeah, yeah that was surely after Kristen that would have been a headache right Had oh yeah I, I knew yeah I knew oh yeah I knew someone who um, LA got shut down to um, and she had two days left of shooting and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just could feel that gut punch. Yeah, so we our movie wrapped the 14th, and I think lockdown was the 16th. Oh, so wow. we got everyone wow. on a plane the 15th. Um, I think I think Dia went home the 16th, but, yeah. You still, we, uh, have, we the rap, like, still have the rap party or no? Hell no. No, we had, <laughs> oh, we, wow. had, we had a very small gathering of, like, just the, like, main actors and uh, a couple of, like, above-the-line folks, but we just – yeah, we were, everyone was like, yeah, just on edge, because I think the NBA shut down. The Wednesday like, before we... The when, yeah, so edge. like, their yeah. their kissing scene was on Friday the 13th, actually, and so oh. NBA shut down. Wow. Like, yeah. That's the luckiest day, day in the world you could pick, right? <laughs> yeah, it's right. Friday so the weird. It's so weird uh-huh. that you remember, isn't it? Like, what dates, like, stick in your head? It's like, and then yeah. this happened. I can't remember that Dia was cast in, almost cast in my early movie, but I can remember <laughs> what dates that... You know, like different wow. things wrapped on. So, but yeah, um, so it was, yeah, so we just didn't really want to have, like, obviously, for obvious reasons, like big gatherings, but we have a really, really small, this had a really small cast. And we, right. we just had, because we're an indie movie, we have a really small crew. So, luckily for us, um, you know, there wasn't like as much e- exposure as you would have if you were on, like, you know, a set with like 150 people or something like that. Okay. And you shot in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Kristen, this is your hometown. Is this why you shot the yeah, majority? Yeah, it is. Um, yep. And it makes sense because it, it's Music City, baby, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Live music everywhere. Yeah, Ashley. Mu- how, how, how did you enjoy your experience? Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah, it's really it's good. so good. I yeah. love Nashville. I um, my songwriting partner lives in Nashville, um, so I also got some work done there while I was filming the movie, which was great. Um, but I love that I can literally go to one bar and like jazz music's playing, and then the next bar is like country music, and then rock music. Like I am obviously such a huge music lover, and to be able to just walk down the street and hear every single type of music you could ever possibly want is so incredible to me. There's a scene in the movie that actually reminded me of uh, when Jewel uh, sang karaoke incognito, and that was when Dia, your character, Lane, uh, 
sang uh, your hit song <laughs> to an audience, and with the sunglasses, you're trying to go incognito. So I, I kind of <laughs> like that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that aspect of the film. I thought that was kind of interesting with that tie-in there. Um, tell us, obviously, um, your your um, your it's your own voices. All all the actors are singers as well. How does that how does that process work when you're 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 obviously lip syncing the song and then you're recording in the studio, or is it is it one of those cases where you're actually singing the song and the boom mic is picking up? No, your skin? nope. They we they went into the studio uh, okay. before coming to Nashville. Ah. Yeah. It's interesting to see some different movie magic. So I remember the movie uh, the the Hugh Jackman Lim is a Rob. Supposedly they <laughs> sang on the spot. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had an earpiece in and like piano yeah. accompaniment. Yeah. Oh, very cool. That's crazy. Yeah, we just what? did playback and and the it was their voices that they were hearing and yeah. I just I really loved the whole soundtrack like when because so Al will send me all these movies to watch and it's usually like sometimes it's horror movies or it's like these really like heavy like race relations and stuff and like this i like the very beginning like the five minutes in when um dia's character is sitting at the psychic i literally texted al i go oh you know this is my type of movie (laughs) and then like it was all the singing and i was like it's just it was fun it was light but it was like a romance and like even though you've got the like lgbtq like community like you're yes. not even thinking about you're not even thinking about that like which I thought was really nice you don't see that a lot like it just was a nice love story with a lot of good music and like I just I really enjoyed it I yeah. I like I need I need the music like on my phone <laughs> yeah it was really good I really will, will thank you music, Morgan will the music yeah. be available to stream or download anymore it was good no I know ah. no poor Ashley and Dia have to hear this answer every time so we have a we have a it's a it's a super indie movie and you know so we only were able to get rights for to play to play it in the movie but i keep telling people if you if we get a whole bunch of people to download and rent it and like get millions of people to buy it we can afford to like buy the music and get the soundtrack which of course we would like love to do so you know but we yeah we were only able to afford rights for um uh you know for 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 movie as opposed to like the rights for the movie and the soundtrack okay all right yeah so get out there and if you love the music get out there and buy it yes just buy the film on vod on the fourth on the fourth day i'm gonna tell everyone i'm gonna tell people too how did you uh, how did candace kane become involved uh, with the film i um a, yes very very pivotal role in this film. i know yeah we were oh my gosh we were so lucky to get candace so we were really we wanted marley's character to be um the marley zelina character to be like something I, originally we had we were going out to like like these women with like obviously like big personalities or who had like definitely like, you know, we were looking for like a woman of color or like, and a trans woman did not even like cross my mind. And my um, casting director called me and she goes, she, we were like going through like a list of people and she goes, I was pitched Candace Kane today. What about Candace Kane? And like, right when she said her name, I was like, Oh, 
it's going to be Candace Kane. I was like, it doesn't matter who we go. I could go out to 50 people at the right. end of the day. Like it's going to be Candace Kane and it's perfect and it makes sense. And she's amazing. I'm a huge magicians fan and loved her as the fairy queen. So I was like, yes. Um, and so, and then she said yes. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so perfect. And she's just so lovely and fun and loves to play and just yeah and she would she would come in with uh rewrites every day to to the script i'd be like all right candace what what rewrite do we have today and they were <laughs> so she she's awesome she's amazing wow interesting so not only the characters but the actors are also representing the lgbt community as well yeah yeah, yeah totally and yeah we don't have i was i I was mentioning this. We of our, if you look at our top five leads, um, Dia, Ashley, Candace, um, uh, Freddie, who's played by Andrew, and um, Tamiko, who plays mm -hmm. um, the um, the agent. Tony. Tony. In mm -hmm. in our top five, we do not have um, like a straight white male. He was a he like, was a back he was a background. Nice. Actor. We have some background. background. <laughs> we do. Oh, yeah. We have we have a guy guard. who that the security guard yes, is a straight white yes. guy. That is accurate, Al, and I need to let them know you pointed that out. Um, oh my Al's god! Like, Al's Al's like that should have been my role. Problem with Jim, right? I will let Jim know. Uh, yeah. Well, so I'm kind of like, and that's like you know all what most movies are. And so yeah. I'm just like super proud that we have such diversity and representation and we tell a, a really like fun, heartwarming story. And certainly so, certainly, certainly so. And interesting part about the, the uh, Candace's character, uh, she, she breaks the fourth wall. That, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was She's in the script. Was that was in the script. And I was huh? like, if, if anyone's going to break the fourth wall, it's going to be Candace Kane. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it worked. That was cool. I, yeah. I had I had a uh, there's a review out there by like I think like a ten year old um, <laughs> boy who did not like that we broke the fourth wall. He like <laughs> wrote that in his review. I was like, oh, okay, you didn't like that. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> and the title. Uh, um, did you um, go through a a phase where you're trying to think of the appropriate title, or did you know right away it was I hate New Year's Eve? No, I didn't. Well, I, so I, I had I had always had the idea of shooting something all on New Year's, and I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was. And someone goes, they were obviously talking about New Year's, and someone says, "Oh, I hate New Year's." And I was yes. like, "Oh my God, that's the title of this movie." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And it, it stuck. Yeah, yeah. How do each of you feel about New Year's Eve, and how do you think you will celebrate now with the pandemic? <laughs> mm. I, I've I mean, always just been so so about New Year's Eve. Like I, yes, I've sure. I've just never been like a person who like I'm not a person who likes to go out really. So oh, like yeah. going out was never like a a thing that I wanted to do on New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, now though, um, my New Year's Eve is very romantic, and I go to the rooftop of my building with my fiance, and we dance to Lavion Rose when mm -hmm. the clock strikes twelve. Oh. Aww. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Very nice. That's the, the rooftop is the perfect, I'm just perfect pandemic location. Yeah. 
the rooftop, open air. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Dia? What's what's your New Year's plan? And do you hate New Year's? <laughs> Last year, I think I was asleep by like oh, 10 p.m. Were you really? This year, I have a feeling, I just had a vision of myself just like alone in my apartment eating ice cream, like writing down some goals. No. <laughs> <laughs> some good books to read. I've been oh. planning a lot of like what I want to do when the world opens up. Right. Um, That's good. That is good. I don't know. Why were, why were you asleep at 10 p.m. last year? I'm in my I mean, She's busy. She was <laughs> and I was at home and nobody really parties there at all or does anything. I was in Utah and so I was kind of like, oh, well, yeah. all right. I don't know what to do. I never know what to do. Even when I do yeah. go to parties, I'm kind of like, what do I do here? Yeah, do <laughs> yeah New Year's is definitely overrated. <laughs> the biggest ever rated holiday. Answer. How, about you? how about Kristen? How how are you ringing in the new year for 2021? Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna be shooting a movie very soon after that, so I will be oh, probably working okay. in pre-production on New Year's Eve, hanging out with my parents in Nashville. But normally, I like New Year's, and the movie was sort of based on the fact that I used to rent a limo with my friends on New Year's Eve in Nashville and we would drive all around the city going to like different parties and different places and just like hopping out and running and like, yay. And then like hopping back in the car and like, where are we going next? And people had like different houses. I want to do parties. that. That sounds yeah. fun. It That's was, what I want. And in Nashville, and it probably is not the case in LA, but I was really surprised at how reasonable a limo was. I was like, really? <laughs> I would have thought it would have been like surge pricing, like mm -hmm. an Uber, but it was relatively like, it wasn't crazy when you split it with all the people. So, mm -hmm. you know, when, but I'm obviously COVID will not, will prevent that from happening, oh, but yeah. that's what, yeah. So all the, them going around town in the car um, and going to different spots was inspired by true, you know, true events. True I, mean, events. I sing. Because I'm not a singer right. or anything. But, yeah, I was totally inspired by actual stuff that happened mm -hmm. on New Year's. Yeah. Well, um, let's go into, like, future projects now. Of course, uh, best of luck for this film. I'm looking forward to it. Kristen, you alluded to, alluded to going on to your next project already. You're ready for your yeah. next film. I, I am, yeah. Well, I just got a call from my casting director um, tonight. So we're not just, but it was a couple hours ago. But, yeah, we're going out to... Uh, some folks, I, I don't mention a name yet because it's not signed on the dotted line, um, but it's called Christmas at the Ranch. It's another holiday rom-com. Oh, um, Dia is ah. playing one of our leads, so I'm very yes, excited to work nice. with what? Dia again. Hey. And we're, I'm actually, we're casting her love interest. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll be shooting that again in Nashville. I'm an actor. I mean, I I love a holiday rom-com. Like, I have a list of, like, I, like I'm just like, what holiday rom-com can I watch next? And, like, I have groups of friends. Like, we just live for this. So yes. thank you for thank you for making another one. We all Dia, love who, who do you like, want to play? You're who welcome. Would you, who, who would you jump for joy <laughs> to play your love interest in the second film? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Odd. 
it's a good, it's a, it's a, so we're, we're going to, <laughs> she was great. Go that's a good one <laughs> i just watched audrey plaza in the happiest season, season. Mm. and i was like oh, nice. so hot and She's why great i get so upset i mean i guess i'm ruining it for people but i just wanted everybody to end up with her because yeah. she's so totally. i love her i was mad Kristen, are we doing the same theme with the LGBT thing for the second film, or are we going? Um, yeah, you know, no, that's all I time? make, Al. I just like the ladies. Ah, there you <laughs> yes. go. Yes. Well, that answers my question. Okay. Yep. Interesting. All right. Uh, so, Dia, you're going to be um, in this next project with Kristen, which is amazing. Dia, any other upcoming project, especially music? Um, I know you just had an album last year with your sister um and yeah. i love some of the tracks i i play some of your music the black uh, wedding song i love that song and of course i love some of your earlier tracks like monster and the edm version is so dope um <laughs> love monster roses is probably one of my favorite songs by you guys what do we have coming up for music um wow you knew a lot of the old ones i'm impressed yeah. um, that's probably I actually, when i saw your show i think around that year oh that's so cool um yeah. yeah meg and i my sister and i actually zoom wrote today which is so weird because i'll kind that's of awesome. write something on the guitar and she's like okay mute yourself i'm gonna record this and send it to you over text and then you listen to it and see if you like that melody and then we kind of go back and forth really slowly and um it's definitely a lot slower process, but because of the nature of writing over Zoom, our music has actually sounded a lot softer. Okay. Because we usually write with producers in the room with like drum machines and electronic ideas and kind of build that way. And now since it's been on Zoom quarantined, it's like I sent her a little acoustic guitar thing. She sends me a piano thing. So everything's sounding a lot more organic just because of the nature of this you year. Do you live in different states? Do you live in different states, you and Meg? She's in Austin, and I'm ah. in Austin. So, yeah, and she was supposed to come fly in. We were supposed to meet up for Christmas, but now my family's not. <laughs> so, oh, I know. Um, COVID's yeah. going to mess up Christmas. God damn it. <laughs> I know. COVID Christmas. Whatever. Uh, but. Are you still in touch with your old coach, um, Blake Shelton? <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a long time. Okay. But we did, we did talk after The Voice for a few years, and he's super kind. Um, nice. He actually, when I when the show ended, we went on tour with him, and um, I moved to L.A., and he paid for my apartment for six months. What? Wow. Yeah, so I was able to just be out in L.A. Holy without worrying smokes. about rent. And, um, so nice. Awesome. Yeah, it was so and it's just the things that he, he just does it. He doesn't mm -hmm. kind of text you and is like, here's your apartment. Like, the keys are here. You have it until this day. Like, he just does things like that. And it's so nice and unexpected. And, um, and it was really helpful because I just moved and didn't have to worry about rent and just worked on mm. making a new record without other pressure. That is so cool. Very nice That's human. awesome. Wow. And Ashley, let's talk about your upcoming projects. Uh, yeah, I shot, I was very lucky to shoot another project in quarantine. I shot another film in quarantine. So I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's called Don't Log Off um, okay. with Ariel Winter from Modern oh, Family yes. and Luke Benward. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And they were, it was cool. It was like, it was a ton of my friends that I like grew up with on Nickelodeon and Disney and, and they cool. wrote this and put it together and it was really fun. Um, and then I've just been 
filling my time. I host a podcast as well with my fiance. So we are doing interviews for it. Dia's interview comes out on Monday. Kristen's interview is already out. So we've just been busy FaceTiming and Zooming our guests as well and interviewing them over the internet now. Please throw out your podcast, please. Uh, it's called Mismo, M-I-S-M-O. We interview actors and directors and just anyone in the artistic community and talk to them about the day-to-day life of what it. it's like to be an actor. Yeah. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. And Ashley, it was it was really funny because I was like, I know I know her, and I'd seen you in True Jackson. <laughs> Oh, no. Like years, year. I was like, that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. So I'm all grown up now. But yes, yes, to yes. Jackson. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you for watching. Well, wow, this I love Disney. Amazing interview uh, with um, the stars of I Hate New Year's, Dia Frampton and Ashley Argoto, and of course. The director, Kristen Baker, thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. If we can get a promo with the three of you stating who you are, your character in the film, and, of course, Kristen, the director of the film, and just let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. That would be amazing whenever you're ready. Who do you want to go first? Um, let's go alphabetical. Or... That'd be oh, Ashley. Man, no that's me. <laughs> okay. Ash, Ashley, Kristen, when with Dia. All right. Here. Hey, I'm Ashley Argoda. I play Cassie and I hate New Year's, and this is Below the Belt Show. Hey, hey y'all. This is Kristen Baker, the director of I Hate New Year's, and this is the Below the Belt Show. Love it. Hello, everyone. My name is Dia Frampton. I play Lane in I Hate New Year's, and this is the Below the Belt show. Yes. Yay. Awesome. Amazing. Let's, awesome. do, a, let's do a screenshot, everybody. Oh, screenshot, everybody. Hey, Smile. Let me get ready. Okay. <laughs> On the count of three. One, two, three. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what a noise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The like noises the, are so Time weird. for the percolator. <laughs> um, but Stop, uh, thank Al. you. I know that's, that's an old school reference. Thank you so much, Ashley, Dia, Kristen, for being thank a part of the show. Thank, um, thank you. And we look forward to Kristen and Dia's upcoming film um, shooting uh, next year. So, uh, wow, Dia, it's good to see you uh, back to back movies with Kristen. So, <laughs> I love it. Wow, I think that's amazing. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. Happy holidays to all of you. Merry Christmas or whatever uh, holiday that you celebrate. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. It was amazing, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Happy thank holidays. You thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Wow, that was awesome, guys. They were that great. was awesome. I mean, I've been a fan for Dia for so long, and it's, it was awesome to uh to have interviewed See, and her I guys. didn't I didn't even I didn't even really know, I mean I I'd heard of her I mean her voice yeah. is amazing Oh my god like, her voice I is so I had good. seen Ashley I had seen her in Disney stuff like just yeah. like I was like oh like I know who she is um but they both like they're both their voices I mean and then the other the other women in the um in the movie in the other band like their old her old bandmates. Remember the blonde girl that sings? Yeah, like yeah. all the music 
that is really, really good. Like, yeah. I could see so, myself like listening to all so that. So sadly, like, we can't, we can't download. I know. Or save the music. But I know. Watch the movie. It's definitely a lot of fun. I'm gonna um, tweet and tell people to like buy the movie and all that. Please, so. that'd be awesome. All right, guys. Just a few more things, really quick here, guys. So. We have some big news on The Walking Dead, guys. So season 10 will continue in February, February 28th to be exact. Six extra episodes, Chach. will feature guest stars including Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 fame. That's pretty cool. Hilly Burton Morgan, who is the actual wife Morgan. of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hillary will be playing Lucille, who is um, Negan. Best. Negan's wife uh, before oh, the apocalypse. playing the bat? Well, the bat was named actually after <laughs> his wife, if you didn't know, know that, Josh. Know. Yeah. So we're going to get the backstory on that. It's actually based on the Here's Negan uh, comic book um, and also Okio Imi Aquari. So, um, so episode 17 is called Home Sweet Home. So we're going to see negan and maggie meeting for the first time in a long you know in years because this is you know maggie's been out in this different community negan is now an accepted member of the group now you know he's done some heroic things how will maggie take negan kind of like living normally amongst everybody because last time he was in prison so um episode um 18 is called find me so it's an adventure for daryl and carol um, it takes Daryl back to the years when he left the group after Rick disappears. So we're going to re- relive a time where um, where Daryl was trying to figure out where Rick was, you know, or where he disappeared to because he never saw a body, you know. Episode uh, 19 will feature um, Ross Marquand, who's been on Below the Belt, he plays Aaron, and Seth Gillian plays Gabriel as they search for food and supplies to bring back to Alexandria. Episode 20 will probably take place right after the um, finale where we saw the stormtroopers come in. <laughs> well, not stormtroopers, but it's the Commonwealth troopers, I guess is what they're called. Um, and they surround um, Eugene and Ezekiel and Yumiko and the princess. So we're going to have to um, I can't wait for that episode. We can see what happens after that. Uh, Carol and Daryl uh, are in episode 21, where they come to a fork in the road and they head their separate ways. And then the episode 22, the final season, um, I guess the, the new season finale, because the, what we saw recently is now not the season finale. So it's the Here's Negan episode. So, so confusing. It can be a little confusing. Um, the back so confusing. But we get to see it all. Um, Fear the Walking Dead um, also wrapped up a great um, uh, first half of season six. Um, and then World Beyond, Walking Dead World Beyond. You know, we had Alexa Mansoor on. Um, it, it gave us some idea of where Rick could be, Chach. And I know the Rick movies do tie into um, this group called CRM, which I guess pretty much it has been confirmed that's the location where rick is so and this is a community that has currency that has pretty much everything in the normal life you know they have um education they have you know all the things that uh that's happening in normal life um so 
pre-apocalypse that is so um we did get a hint of that we got a big reveal that huck is the daughter of julia armand's character the leader uh, of crm elizabeth kublik and she's been a spy the whole time so that was kind of a, a huge reveal on that um but overall pretty good episode a pretty good episode man um <clears throat> And um, let's, um, um, I guess, uh, just a couple more things. Um, another reboot uh, is the One Day at a Time show. That's a one and done for Pop TV. So apparently it moved um, initially on Netflix after three seasons, went to Pop TV, and Pop TV wants nothing to do with it. So they have to find a new network. <laughs> um, Wait, oh, they, had Doug three, they had three seasons of One Day at a Time reboot? Yeah, on, on Netflix. Can you believe that? Was it the original um, people or what? No, this was a complete reboot. I don't mm. think there was any. Uh, I mean, it's based on Norman Lear's classic. But That's I've so weird. Seen like, it. like I, I can't it. believe that they didn't even make that. Yeah. Um. Now Doug Allen, who uh, is the showrunner of Entourage, that's one of my favorite shows. Chachi, I know you love Entourage. I did. Yeah. His next project is called um, Day One. Or day ones. Um, it's a soccer-centric series. It's uh, set in the world of British soccer. Mm. So the 10-episode series Ooh. revolves around a younger player named Desmond King and his crew as they navigate his statures and struggles. I I mean, I guess it'll be like the soccer, and then they go on their little uh, partying ways, you know, <laughs> and try to pick up as many women as they want. I mean, I would like to see some elements of entourage in this new series if they have it. I miss entourage. I know. I know. It's such a great yeah, show. Yeah, it was man. a good show. One of my favorites of Could all. Could they even do entourage in, in 2020? No, you... because it would be too whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was meeting a bunch of bunch of um, you know, a famous actor and him banging all these women and then like... So you think there would be controversy? Voice. Um, yeah. for some of the storylines today. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be, it would have to be like what Saved by the Bell is. It'd have yeah. to be trans well, it'd be person, all me too. gay, like. Well, I don't know if there's. there's I've, there's, I've there's literally a... always said, whenever I make it, like that's what I'm gonna do with my friends. Like, you will not work. You will live in my big mansion. And we will all be together. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Was there much um, uh, misogyny or controversy in some of those stories? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, they're womanizers, but women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the womanizing. Okay. Yeah, you can't. But that you was can't, like can't. early 2000s. Like, yeah, what? you can't want to bang women nowadays. Wow. Yeah, this is probably, yeah. where, the, <laughs> this probably where the controversy with Kevin Connolly and uh, Jeremy Piven started was because that was the peak of their uh, stardom was that entourage, you know? I mean, I mean, you know, if they had another season, it'd all be about like, um, about them getting me too. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. If they did it. it well, even though, you know, they have the new, recent movie that was only like five years ago, right? The yeah. uh, entourage movie. So I don't know. Um, now, Morgan, you mentioned this. Uh, so, obviously, uh, we hope everybody, our listeners, had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope um, Chachi and Morgan, you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, we, we're, we were talking about the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Morgan, you mentioned it, and you remind me to turn on the TV. It was one <laughs> right. of the most – it was so surreal, wasn't it, to watch so, it? So, and it was funny because, like – 
I had turned it on late because I just like my family. I didn't see them until like the next day. Like yeah. my sister was all weird, and I had just like prepared myself to not do anything with my family. I didn't hear from my extended family. Like right. Just like really upset, and then like all of a sudden I get a text from my sister on like a group chat with my parents, and it's like oh the parade, and I was like the parade's still happening. Like I had no idea, and so I turn it on, and it's like there was some stuff that was happening in real time, and some stuff that had been filmed prior, and I didn't know that until after because it's like. They have Al Roker, like, walk in the streets where there's no one. Right. For, like, a couple of, like, paraders or whatever. People have masks on, but Al didn't. And then you'd have one, like, performance act. Like, the Rockettes were in fucking masks. Yeah, I know. As the toy soldiers. And, like, it kind of went because they were toy soldiers. But, like, they didn't do their full-on, like, high kicks. Right. Because did a different thing but like then there were other performances where people weren't in masks and that's when i called my mom and she's like oh well they said earlier that that was like a previous thing so i'm like so half of it's live and like there's no like there was no audience i know it was very weird like it was very weird is a good word yeah and then at the end You've got Santa and Mrs. Claus, and Mrs. Claus is wearing a mask, but Santa's not. <laughs> well, at least I, one of them. I just, one of them. Well, he has the beard, so the beard would get all the COVID well, the, out. The beard, the no, beard asks us a um, protection. Right? I was yeah. just at Tyson's just Mall. I was at Tyson's Mall last week. Santa had on his mask. Yeah, that's true. I, I've seen that, too. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like it. I, like, <laughs> waved. I was like, poor Santa. Uh, so it was very weird. I don't know. Uh, I honestly didn't think they were having it. And they did. Yeah, I really no. Didn't. I remember reading that this, they were going to go that route. Yeah. So it's a tradition. They didn't want to break tradition. Uh, the Grammy nominations have been announced. The weekend was snubbed shockingly for his for his Blinding Lights um, song and of course the album. And well, he the weekend. Super Bowl anyways. The week. That's the thing. He's the Super Bowl halftime. The the nominations for for coming out uh, for the upcoming Grammys in 2021. The nominations were just announced. Ooh. He's honestly the only show I the only the only singer I know of that has been on on the air this past year. So I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get any kind of nominations. That that's very true. I mean, here I'll even read the album of the year is Jenny Aiko. I've never even heard of this artist for Chalam. No Black Plumer. Yeah, she's um. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of her. Okay, Jai. Okay. Black Pumas. I haven't heard I've never heard of Black Pumas. Mm-mm. Coldplay Everyday Life. I do know Coldplay. J- Jacob, Jacob Collier, The Jess Volume 3. Haim, Women in Music Part 3. Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. I love Dua Lipa. Whew. Post Malone, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And Taylor Swift Folklore. Record of yeah. the Year. Beyonce, Black Parade, Black Pumas, Colors, Roddy Rich, Rockstar, Doja Cat, Say So, Billie Eilish, love this song, Everything I Wanted, Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now, Circles, Post Malone, Megan Thee Stallion, Savage, and you know the record of the year, which represents the songwriting aspect, and then you have the song of the year, which is like the artist or whatever, Uh, Black Parade. 
These sons of bitches don't know what a record is. Yeah. Song of the Year, Black Parade, The Box by Roddy Rich, Cardigan by Taylor Swift, Circles, Post Malone, Don't Start Now, Do a Leap, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, I Can't Breathe by Her, and If the World Was Ending by J.P. Sachs featuring Julia Michaels. So, um, yeah, that was that. Um, and music nowadays sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in line. You know what? I like a lot of pop. I, I, I think a lot, a lot of pop. I love. I think a lot of today's hip hop is not great, but I think the pop pop still got it. I mean, like Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, Katy Perry. Um, they're still putting out Lady Gaga. I don't care. I'll, um, I'll take any. Ed, I'll take any year from the '80s and compare it to the this year on yeah. the Grammys, and and you tell me who has better songs. I mean, that's that's a fair thing. I mean, but I I'm not gonna knock today's pop artists because I. I believe some of the artists are very talented. I mean, like Harry Styles. I mean, Watermelon Sugar was a phenomenal song, dude. <laughs> it's a phenomenal song. But um, but yeah, no, some some of the stuff from the '80s or '90s can be are just completely untouchable for sure. Absolutely, guys. Um, so Rita Wilson uh, revealed that she has antibodies for the novel uh, coronavirus, and um, it's been nine months because she was one of the first celebrities to get it along alongside her husband, Tom Hanks. So the fact that she has been, um, had the antibodies for nine months shows once you've had COVID, you could be immune for, I mean, she got it early and nine months in, she, she's completely immune. So for those who have had COVID, this is, you know, that's something you know really reassuring that you are immune. It's just not completely um, documented how long, but if if some people, I mean, nine months in and she still has the antibodies and she's still immune. So that's pretty crazy because more celebrities actually had contracted COVID. Rosie Perez revealed she was uh, shooting uh, The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. And she got COVID and production had to shut down because she had COVID. Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions tested uh, positive for COVID-19. And, and both of his kids got it too, sadly. Um, LA County reported 5,000, over 5,000 new COVID cases and 16 new deaths. So, um, they're making a, 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 you know, strict compliance with COVID-19 safety protocols as California tightens regulations. So productions have to be very, very strict with their protocols. Uh, the bachelor, Ari Ludic Jr., one of the bachelors from ABC, he also tested positive for COVID-19. And the Baltimore Ravens, some some of our players got uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Like all of them, right? Almost all. I mean, Lamar, I mean, like, uh. you know, our, our starting quarterback. I mean, that's insane. Uh, among many other players, um, tested positive. So that caused a shift in the schedule. We we're supposed to have the Thanksgiving game. Then it got moved to Sunday. And then it, it got moved again to Tuesday. And then it finally was on tonight. Where we lost, of course, yes. <laughs> to the undefeated oh, no. Steelers. So the Steelers are undefeated at 11 and 0. The Ravens now their record drops to six five. So, yeah. uh, Ravens, come on, man! I thought you were gonna do it again, get to that playoffs, but now it's well, just you can't up- expect anything good to happen in, in 2020. Come on, it's an uphill battle all the way out. Look at the Mike Tyson Roy Jones <laughs> Roy Jones fight. Did you watch uh, that? 
I, I somehow found a live link. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to save that on the air. Um, but it ended up in a draw. And I guess the positive thing is that both legends still look good considering they're 50 plus and they're, and not, neither one got knocked out. So it kind of preserves their legacy. I mean, I feel bad for the people in Vegas that <laughs> lost, probably lost a lot of money. Cause who would have, you know, who would have, um, you know, bet on a draw. I mean, that, that draw was the bullshit anyways, right? I don't know if it was bullshit. I mean, they're it saying was, boxing is more and more scripted, but uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Tyson definitely had the better of that fight, you know, and you did, you, no, get, you did watch it, Chachi. I did watch it. From a, There's no from way a, Tyson didn't win. I mean, Tyson didn't get a knockout or whatever, but, but he won definitely a majority of those rounds, you know, so... And, and you, you saw you saw when they were after the fight, they were in the ring, and the ref was getting ready to raise somebody's hand, and then all of a sudden it stopped, and they went to the announcers. You know, the commentator's still talking for like a couple right. of minutes, and then all of a sudden both fighters were down on the ramp, and then and that's when the they said it was the draw. I'm like bullshit. You stopped it right there before they announced the real winner, which was Tyson, and you wanted to give them both a draw to try to try to do some kind of um. See, this is where it gets really controversial because it yeah it takes the legitimacy out of the sport if you're doing shit like that. So, I I, I mean, was, I think it was he, a decision by the um producer of the show or whatever. Oh wow. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, who so do you think who do you think won that fight? Just you watch. I it. don't think anyone did better. I I think Tyson. If it seemed like Tyson had better. Uh, more punches landed. Yeah, that seemed the way. Okay, but you know but who it, really? But the thing ass? is sad. It's sad that you know at one point in time Tyson was like the best boxer in the world and and one of the best boxers of all time. So it was sad that even him can look a lot slower and older now that he's like in his fifties. It's just sad to see. It's sad to see that that he's one of the best. It's like it'd be like if you watched Michael Jordan come back and and he played um with the Bulls for a game. And yeah. Then he, uh, Michael Jordan old that you're used to, you know, he's a lot slower and can't really dunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or, or all the wrestlers that we love. Yeah, the wrestlers like the more. Undertaker when he yeah. can't anymore. I mean, I, I definitely give it up to to um, both of the men for getting in the ring and fighting, and, and both of them, I thought, did a great job for their age. But it was definitely like it, it wasn't a great fight. It wasn't no, a great no. Because back in the day, Tyson would knock everybody out in like the first like 30 seconds. Right. You know, back in his prime. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget about Jake Paul, the actor and YouTube star, in his second fight as a pro. Uh, did you see that fight as well, Chachi? Uh, Jake I, Paul. I, I did see it. Yeah, he knocked, um, knocked Robinson twice before leaving him out cold. With a brutal he? right hook. Who is he? A YouTube star. He's, he's a show? YouTube sensation. Um, he's an actor. His brother is um, was the actor we met with um, with the actress from Cobra Kai, um, um, Peyton List. Okay. Logan, Logan Paul, Logan Paul's his brother. But, yeah, that's who I thought it was at first. Yeah. Wait. Does, he, so both of them are on YouTube. Both of them are Peyton, on YouTube. Peyton List from well, Baltimore, a, Maryland. No, is there a Peyton List oh. from Baltimore? She's on is Cobra Kai. She's on Cobra Kai. I don't know. If, is there a Peyton List as an actress? There's a know? Peyton List that went to St. Paul's with me. That. I knew she modeled. Maybe well, she. Peyton's only There's 23. Like two. 
So well, right. she was in the year young. below you. <laughs> no, she went to um, Oak Park <laughs> High School. Yeah. She went to Park? Oak Park High School. She's only 22. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Peyton list that went to St. Paul's. And I think she was also an actress. But she... no, this, girl, this girl was on Disney as a kid and stuff. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> there was another girl that was her name was Peyton List and she was she did like well, we some you. acting and some modeling, well, but like she was probably not that young. She's a little bit younger, but whatever. Okay. But the one, anyway. the, one um, the one boxer has a pretty hot office his wife or fiance or whatever, but she's pretty hot. I bet. Is what well, you talking about sure. um, Jake Paul? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got some sad rest in pieces, guys. Breaking on news, WWE legend Pat Patterson, who created the Royal Rumble, also was the first Intercontinental Champion, who's also one of uh, Vince McMahon's stooges on WWE. Yeah. Sadly, has passed away at the age of 79. He, he started wrestling in the 50s, joined up with the WWE in the 70s, had matches with Sergeant Slaughter, and then he actually pitched the idea for the Royal Rumble. And in addition, he's the first openly gay WWE uh, wrestler. Yeah. He's um, one of the first ones. The Rock was actually close with Pat Patterson. He said, rough phone calls to get this morning to tell me our dear family member, Pat Patterson, who was my pro wrestling mentor and father figure, passed away. He was also wow. responsible for calling Vince McMahon while I was in training to become a pro wrestler and said, Vince, you got to see this kid work in the ring. Wow. Vince McMahon says Pat Patterson was more than the first Intercontinental Champion and uh, creator of the Royal Rumble. He helped lay the foundation for the WWE. His mentorship shaped careers. His creativity sparked innovation. His friendship lifted spirits. Love you, Pat. We miss you. Very nice words by by uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Also, someone else from the world of wrestling, Bob Ryder. He was the founder of Impact Wrestling, who was also a wrestling journalist. Had passed away, sadly, uh, found dead in his home in Nashville, battle, battling cancer for years, and was unable to attend um, an event due to chemotherapy. He yeah. suffered a fall, and uh, sadly, he maybe the fall was uh, contributed to that. Well, who's and he, he um, compared to Dixie Carter? Well, Dixie Carter came in, I think, as a as an as the daughter, like Dixie's father owned the company that bought TNA. And I think Bob Ryder was, um, the person who, um, started the company, but Dixie's and her father's company invested, uh-huh. funded the company. I okay. So he was, he yeah. was pre Dixie. Yeah. Cause Dixie, okay. yeah. Cause initially, initially you're right. Chachi, uh, Dixie and her father's company, um, was not involved. Okay. Big Nick was alluding to another um, iconic actor, a uh, villain, and he was in the Mad Max films. Yeah. Hugh Keys Byrne. Um, he played the antagonist Toe Cutter in the original Mad Max, and then uh, played an evil villain, Amorton Joe, in Mad Max Fury Road. So that was an interesting tie in. That's pretty cool. To have him in both. Um, died at the age of 73. Um, yeah, he died in the hospital um, this uh, wow. yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, really, really sad. 
Um, let's see. Chuck Bale, um, stunt coordinator in the Peter O'Toole films, died of the age of 85. He had contracted COVID. So that's Damn. a sad. Stunt coordinator Jerry Hewitt, known for his work on Coen Brothers' Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, uh, had passed away at the age of 71. Abby Dalton, known as Julia and Falconcrest, died at the age of 88. Uh, Daria Nicoldi, Italian actress from Inferno, Deep Red and Suspiria, died on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Her daughter is Asia... It's Asia Argento, who's one of the actors that had a that um, allegedly was assaulted or sexually, you know, assaulted by um, Harvey Weinstein. Wow. Oh. Ed Murray, um, the brother of Bill Murray, passed away at the age of sixty-seven. He was the inspiration for the Caddyshack film. Yeah, I mm-hmm. heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and Dorothea G. Petri. Emmy winner, founder of the Producers Guild, died at the age of 95. Um, of course, we've lost um, over 269,000 lives uh, due to COVID-19, 2,000 plus new deaths. Um, we need to get this pandemic under control. Um, and also, uh, we mentioned about Alex Trebek on the previous show, but we can continue to see Jeopardy episodes as he's taped episodes that will air through December. And he actually sets a statement on the Thanksgiving episode of Jeopardy. And he said, you know, in spite of what America and the rest of the world is experiencing right now, there are many reasons to be thankful. There are more and more people extending helpful hands to do kindness to their neighbors. And that's a good thing. He said, keep the faith. We're going to get through all of this and we will be a better society because of it. It's kind of sad to hear because right, it's a lot, yeah. You know, Alex will not see the pandemic, and um, sadly, yeah, that sucks. Um, and with death, we celebrate life as people celebrating a birthday on Wednesday, December second. Kathy Lee Crosby uh, is seventy-six. She was uh, from That's Incredible. Brendan Coyle from Downton Abbey is fifty-seven. Lucy Liu is fifty-two. Wow. Susie Nakamura from Doctor Ken is fifty-two. Rena Sofer from 24 and Just Shoot Me is 52. Joe Lo Truglio from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is 50. One of my favorite pop stars who really hasn't done much lately, Nelly Furtado is 42. Oh, yeah, she. I love she, Nelly Furtado. Me too. I'm surprised she was never like yeah, where bigger is she than what been? she became. Because she had a great look, a great voice. Oh, amazing. I and think she kind of just like. Mistress Girl. Did, yeah. I, I love that. I think she got. Girl. Yeah, say it right. Tired of say, it. say it right was my favorite of hers. That was that my was favorite a, song too. I that love was that the song. jam. That, that was, that was jam? the jam. All right, your grace. I know you know who this birthday is coming up. You have to know who this is, Morgan. Your grace. This is a pop star that you absolutely worship. Whose birthday is it today, Morgan? Miss Spears. Now. That's right, Miss Spears. Britney Spears oh. is thirty-nine. Happy thirty-nine. Birthday. Wow. Britney, yes. Uh, Janet Kramer, country singer and um, One Tree Hill actress who's been on Below the Belt. She's 37. Um, Daniela Rua from NCIS LA is 37. Alfred Enoch from How to Get Away with Murder is 32. And singer Charlie Puth is 29. That's birthdays today. Guys, it was an incredible episode 700 from top of to BCB bottom. from top to bottom. Yes, from top to bottom. 
<laughs> and um, we'd like to thank, of course, the amazing panel that was for the entire show, including myself, thank you very much, who's been there for, I think, uh, 699 of 700 episodes, because there was that one episode that you guys took over the room and I gave you the keys to the keys to the palace, so to speak. Was that uh, here? Was that but in I, WNBC but, or was that the old studio? That was WNBC. And I still, and I still, um, called in. Okay. Um, so that, but, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was a part of every, all the shows. It's crazy. But for a majority of the shows, we also had King of the eighties, Chachi McFly. Yes. Thank you so much, Chachi. You've been a rock. Chachi and is the rock. A rock in a hard place. Yes. <laughs> the one and only Morgan Fab, aka Your Grace, aka Miss Light Skin Talents. <laughs> LST. LST, baby. <laughs> Let's thank, of course, our co host that joined us for the earlier part of the program. Yes. The always flamboyant, always controversial, Oleg the Gay Russian. No, I'm not experimenting. <laughs> that guy's, he is crazy. He'd Oleg, be so happy if you did. Oh, my God. He would, Oleg, thank you for joining he'd us. He'd make his year. Also, thank you for <laughs> another person that's been a part of a lot of our 700 episodes, Sabrina Taylor-Smith. Yes, yes. Sabby, sabby, sabby. Miss Joro Mormont in the house. And, and part of, course, of every Christmas show. It's part of every mm-hmm. Christmas show. And of course, the Captain Big Nick, who is one of our newer recurring co-hosts. And he's just been... He's great. He's been nail- knocking out of the park. Big Nick, thanks for joining us. And of course, our celebrity guest, actress Ashley Argata. Director Kristen Baker and Dia Frampton from The Voice from Megan Dia. That was awesome to have Dia uh, on Below the Belt show, guys. So mm. next week uh, we uh, start our uh, Christmas celebration. It's okay to say Christmas on Below the yes. Belt show. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and um, we'll be playing Christmas music and holiday sweaters or Christmas attire preferred for the next three shows. And the last shows of 2020. So, guys, on behalf of everybody here, Chachi, Morgan, I'm Al Celebrity Soto, guys. Closing out the show with a cool cut. Got us close out with some Megan Dia. Uh, of course, Dia was our guest tonight. Her, her and her sister are an incredible group. And I thought, okay, well, it's been one of my three favorite songs um, are Black Wedding, Roses, and Monster. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking... When you give somebody, uh, you would give somebody roses for like an anniversary or for a milestone or accomplishment. So I thought this was, I there guess, thematically. This is Megan Dia with their hit single, Roses. Um, somebody give us roses for our 700. Uh, nonetheless, guys, it's amazing from top to bottom. Thank you so much. So here we are, Megan Dia, Roses, close out the show, and we'll see you guys next week for our first of three holiday Christmas shows. We'll see you then, guys. Peace. Peace.
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.